Thanks for listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. If you'd like to support this podcast directly, you can go to sntr.podbean.com, and there's various levels of patronage there to support this podcast with a subscription. We appreciate you listening. Enjoy the episode. Hey, thanks for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about everything right next to me, the Call of Duty Vanguard reveal, Cyberpunk 2077 patch notes, and the Steam Deck and Microsoft maybe starting a little bit of a relationship. So if you're looking for those various sections in the video, they will be timestamps in the description below if you don't catch the live stream. If you like a talk show like this where we talk a lot about a variety gaming news as well as we do gameplay in the afternoons be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button and smash that like button as well the call of duty vanguard reveal is the lead topic kind of the big news we will be covering that this week as well when it actually happens today is just to put it on your radar so that you know it is coming in just a matter of days and they're doing it in a really unique way And we're going to give you all the details. Cyberpunk also, every time it comes up, we try to cover it because we feel like it's worthy news as that game just kind of continues to try to improve itself. And then the Steam Deck is an interesting piece of equipment that we're going to continue to monitor because more and more companies seem to be impressed by it and considering what they could potentially do with it. We do like to do a little bit of it in case you missed it. So if you did miss yesterday, there you can see what's on the docket for today. But there is yesterday the three sort of videos that you should become very familiar with if you sub to the channel. Right below me there, you can see that was the lead topic. We need to talk. It was a pretty big stream. It was a pretty good announcement stream. We revealed the new scene that I am in right now new sponsors and relationships we also talked about all the things we want to do with the discord and really encouraging people to go in there especially if you're a tier one member and you're trying to connect with people to play games then there's things in there now for tier two members under the category of video game voting and you can start to dictate what i end up playing in the afternoons every day sort of having a theme as long as there's not really big new releases coming out which there are a few on the way We will sort of stick to that schedule, and I outlined that in that video. It was a really, really great day, honestly. It was four and a half hours of just kind of hanging out and talking, which is really kind of what we live for here. And then we jumped into some Ghost of Tsushima. We're trying to get as far as we can in that game before Friday with the director's cut, and I was was really enjoying myself. I actually went pretty far in the game. We may revisit this on Thursday as an opportunity to complete the entire game, literally the whole map and all of the different areas before the director's cut lands on Friday. And then Friday night, we're trying to work it out so Hilly and I can play. We think he's he's uh, he's got an agreement uh, that he'll be able to have the PS5 that night. He just got one, so everybody in the house is, uh, is anxious to be able to play it. And then last night, there's my short over there. I'm blown away. I was really, really grateful for such a strong day and such a strong turnout for basically just an announcement stream and sort of a state of the channel stream. So we greatly appreciated the turnout. And we really hope to to, to see more and more people here throughout the week for all of the various things that we cover. We know you might not be a fan of Call of Duty, but that is why we try to cover three topics every single day. Uh, We've got the Steam Deck, we've got the Microsoft, and we've got 
the cyberpunk. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways uh, to enjoy the content right now. And then the Q&A now pops up on the bottom of the screen in a more interactive way. So make sure if you're a member, you're getting those questions submitted. They pop up all throughout the stream. Now, down here is a great way if you have not supported these other two channels, SNTR Gaming. Unfortunately, SNTR Gaming does not have an upload schedule for today. It didn't get one yesterday either. We've been a little busy with everything with the studio, so my calls with Creature have gone a little long. But good news, the Dark Roast has shipped. That was another thing we were trying to work on and get nailed down. So as soon as some things start to settle down, this channel will start to receive its daily uploads again we're probably just going to start taking the first 30 minutes of gameplay from the main channel and putting it over there to repurpose uh you know repurpose the content as well as give you the opportunity to get those quick quick samples and speaking of quick samples the sntr shorts channel is another channel if you're looking for very quick gaming news this is a great place to get that that's a great way for you to enjoy the content if it's if shorter you know upload shorter gaming news is a little bit easier for you we appreciate everybody who supports this channel uh all the videos have been doing very very well you can see there just a smattering call of duty starting to kind of take over but we also have fortnite and battlefield news as well and then anytime you go back you're gonna see we're covering pretty much everything going on in gaming news so be sure to recommend this channel to people that you think might enjoy it so all throughout the stream these will be the topics that we'll be discussing and uh, next to me you'll see these commands popping up and those commands are there designed to let you know all the various ways you can support the channel we appreciate all the people who upgraded to tier 2 a ton of people bought disc plates yesterday the ones behind me I swapped in spider-man today uh we're still kind of learning what should be in focus and what shouldn't be I kind of like myself being really in focus instead of a blend like yesterday so they're a little bit out of focus today some people think it's fake that's real back there that's a studio wall that we built and we have more planned for that studio wall so we appreciate the excitement and all the compliments yesterday it was a lot of work my wife and i spent a lot of time in here on it and we're still not done and we saw i think we sold like 20 something disc plates yesterday so a bunch of people ordered disc plates thank you for doing that we love to see big support of our new sponsors whether it's the glasses the the, the shirt that i'm wearing i got a nice zeppelin shirt on today from 80s tees we greatly appreciate you guys using those commands and supporting the channel just a little word about the membership we want to make sure people understand what exactly is going on so a quick too long didn't read if you missed the announcement basically monday through friday we'll have a theme now like from fridays if you've been watching from fridays that's been a bit of a hit with the community people really enjoy knowing every friday this guy is going to be hacking his way through dark souls 3 or other from software games and now monday through thursday has a theme as well but you can influence what i play monday is all about indie titles that we're trying to kind of scour to find really good ones uh whether they're hitting steam or game pass or whatever we're trying to find those in order to give you that opportunity to say hey this one looked really interesting and then you would vote on it in the discord there's a video game voting category Tuesday is all about first time Tuesdays for games that I may have completely skipped out on people it looks like are going to make me play Marvel uh, Marvel Avengers we don't have time for Avengers today I got a code for a really cool little game called Greek Memories of Azure and that's what we'll be playing this afternoon because again when something launches or I get a code that's going to take precedence and then Wednesdays is all about rewind 
If you really want me to go back to something, maybe you felt like I didn't give it enough time, that list is there. Make me go back and play something. You know, people love it when I go back to Cyberpunk. I don't know why, but they do. And then Thursdays is Throwdown Thursdays, all about the PvP, making me go back and play PvP. We set that one up because we kind of know what's coming. We know that there are some good PvP games on the horizon that will probably get rotated through pretty regularly. And we want to give you that opportunity to either play with me or make me play it. Now, all of those features are for Tier 2. We want to really give back some of the value. Tier 2 is the $15 membership, and that used to be VIP. And we understand that a lot of those perks went away. VIP Fight Night, VIP call-ins, and things like that. They just didn't work as the channel evolved, especially once we evolved away from Destiny. So we thought this would be a great way to give back to you, to give you that opportunity to not just get something back, but to actually influence what is happening on the channel. So if you're a tier one member and that sounds pretty good, you can upgrade to tier two. Tier one still gets all the same benefits. You can submit questions. They pop up in a nice little bar beneath me, like right on the stream. It's kind of like an alert. And then you also have access to all those extra rooms in the discord. We talked about that a lot yesterday as well. We really want to see more people in the Discord driving that community engagement. There's some big games coming out, and if you're looking for people to play with, the Discord is a great place to do that. So, these little intros are just a way to get you set up for the day so you're not just listening to music. Maybe catch you up on all of the happenings that have been going on in the community or the channel or the news. A little a little cliff notes or too long didn't read section of the video to get things started. I'll be live on the mic in just a second. We greatly appreciate you when you're here. Us focusing on membership does not mean we are not focusing on the people that are here every single day faithfully. If you cannot afford uh, or you're not in a position to support the channel monetarily with the membership, if you're here faithfully every day smashing the like button and taking the poll, we greatly appreciate that. That is a huge, huge aspect of support on YouTube. So do not feel like uh, we, we, we're discounting that. So right now, set your sights on 100 likes to get the, the, the video started. Or if we already have 100 likes, set your sights on 200. I'll be live on a mic in just a second. Thanks so much for being here this morning. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you guys so much for being here live for SNTR Presents, another episode. And we are thrilled with the new studio space and all of the positive responses that we got yesterday. We got a full, full plate for you of content this morning and a lot of great topics. I know everybody's been very, very interested in Call of Duty would they confirm that Vanguard was indeed the the name and the the the, th- the theme of the next Call of Duty and their reveal? And how are they going to be doing the reveal? What's good feed? I see you in the chat. Uh, as well as every time Cyberpunk gets a patch, we're always interested to know, is it going to get any better? Is it actually going to improve itself? And we, <laughs> we'll be talking about that today as well as the fact that Microsoft, Phil Spencer, was apparently at Valve and was hanging out and talking about the Steam Deck. So, appreciate you guys being here, smashing the like button. Already over 200 people here, and plenty of likes and plenty of people in the chat. The, uh, yeah, the Zeppelin shirt, I couldn't pass up. I mean, it was red, it was on a black shirt. I was like, oh, I have to buy that Zeppelin shirt. Well, I mean, they send them to me, but you get the point. Uh, we, uh, we have been thoroughly enjoying... 
the the relationship with 80s tees. I know you guys have as well. So appreciate everybody who uses code Lono over there at 80stees.com. I think the devs for Call of Duty are out to get me. They're just doing everything I don't like. Lurker in Chief is here. What's good, Splata? What's good to see you, Die Bear? Happy Tuesday, Lono. Have a good stream. Thank you, Quiet Shy Girl. Good morning, Reaper. Everybody being here this morning. Toaster. Looking good, homie. I appreciate that. Good morning, Cat. Uh, if you guys want to submit questions, keep in mind as paying members, they now pop up down here on the screen. It's more interactive. It's more sort of on the fly. I'm a casual Call of Duty player, so I'm happy with what I do play. I really, really liked Plunder when I played it. I really, really did. I, I thought it was it was enjoyable. I had a I had a good time with Plunder. I did. I thought it was a really, really good iteration on the on the battle royale thing that you do, right? So it's like I don't like the idea of going in and making one wrong move or crossing one wrong road and then you're you're out, right? Yeah, plunder with a, with a group is so much fun. We had a lot of fun with that when we did that here for uh, you know some VIP fight nights and stuff. We had a really really good time. That was sort of the birth of of Hilly and I's. Uh, our comedic duo was born, I think, in on the battlefield of Call of Duty, laughing about a tutorial uh, and getting those stupid balloons. Studio looks so clean and nice. Thank you. Good morning off the bed. All right, well, thanks for being here to get the day started with us, uh, Pyro. I appreciate that. Papa Bless, that's right. Morning Lono, in love with the studio. Thank you. We're not even done yet. We're not even done yet. What do you guys see when we really, really go and uh, and change it all, right? It'll be good. It'll be really, really good. I think you guys are going to like it. We've got more things that we're going to be doing. And I even set myself up a scene today uh, for shorts, for the shorts channel uh, to record and have like stuff over my shoulder. It's it's rough. It's not exactly what we want to see, but it'll get the job done. So I don't know if Liz is here. Thank you, Liz, for renewing your membership earlier this morning before I was live. Um, people are already submitting questions. So if you guys want to get those questions submitted, get those in the queue. And uh, that way you can be sort of the first in line. Our first question of the day coming from Brendan. Gun to your head, life on the line, and you have to choose Wonder Woman 1984 or The Last Jedi. Have a great day. I mean, I, I don't think that... <laughs> I don't even want to answer this. I don't want to answer this question. I think this one's a bit... This one's a little too controversial. I I really, really disliked Wonder Woman because of all the things they did with the storyline and the character and Diana, but... I grew up on Star Wars, so there's a special amount of hatred that I have for what they did with those movies <laughs> there is a special special amount you you know what I'm talking about when you're a fan of something and it gets mistreated uh, by people in charge there's a special amount of dislike I, I didn't grow up I wasn't a huge fan of Wonder Woman growing up you know I like Superman and Batman Wonder Woman was cool and she was in the group and we had her little figure you know we, we had all the little uh, toys but I, I don't I don't have a special a lot of amount of distaste for Wonder Woman you know 1984 because it, it was pretty bad so I appreciate that though <laughs> the old Superman yeah what a hunk right right Doom with a question do you think another Call of Duty based around World War II will have legs this holiday or will Battlefield Halo 
overtake it? You know, that is a great question, Doom, and I'm going to springboard off you for the poll. Uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. Which do you prefer, right? World War II shooters, right? Or, or modern shooters, right? Which is your preference, the World War II stuff or the modern stuff? That's actually a good question. I want to know from the audience. Because that is going to be a pretty big, distinct difference between Battlefield 2042 and Call of Duty Vanguard. Like, one is very clearly going to have the older feel, and one has the more modern, even futuristic feel. And so, curious what you guys think. Go ahead and cast your vote in the poll. Digging the Spider-Man Displate. I have, if you use my command, I have a recommended Marvel collection over there on Displate. I want every single one of these. These are freaking killer. I love them. I really, really do. I didn't like having myself in focus at the same time as that yesterday. I went back and looked. I think it looks a little bit better if I'm super sharp and that's slightly out of focus. I think it adds a good a good depth uh, to the picture. Um, modern shooters very rarely pick up the same vibe of there actually being a war. The tech demo map doesn't look like a war is going on. You think modern shooters are soulless? I've actually never heard anybody say that. That's an interesting take, though, that it doesn't have the... I wonder if it's the lack of grit. It's like the it's like the prequel Star Wars movies, right? There's no grit. It doesn't, it's not dirty. It's all clean, right? Hilly says, I always prefer the World War II stuff. Much more likely to get a plucky Brit voiceover. That's right. <laughs> Move that line up. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll shoot you myself. <laughs> I know, that's that's a mix of pirate and Brit. Sorry. <laughs> Modern. Uh, what, what what do we got here? Uh, we'll always be a lover of the World War era in Call of Duty, but Battlefield just has to be modern. It doesn't have to feel like bad. It doesn't feel like Battlefield at not. If not, right, right, right. I get what you're saying. The idea that like Battlefield needs that modern feel, but. The Call of Duty is sort of, in many people's minds, Call of Duty is synonymous with the World War era. And I, I, think, I, I actually think that makes sense because of how their, their rise in popularity. Call of Duty was sort of born and bred in the World War II look and feel, you know? BR with old weapons could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that definitely brings a different feel to the combat when you're running around with you know, a Thompson and you're missing all of your shots, you know, or an old, an old bolt action, you know, sniper Uh, that, that could, you know, I I think the big thing with BR though, that you, that they, they always have to consider and they have to weigh is how do you keep people playing a BR, right? Like I, I played some split gate last night. I'm trying to get through the early casual stuff on the Xbox, because if we ever do any game nights or anything like that, I'm not sure where I'll, where I'll end up playing, but you know, so I was like, okay, well, let me get through the opening casual stuff. And, it, and it's fun. It's fun to play Splitgate on my couch with a controller, just kind of relaxing, just sitting there playing. And I was thinking about all the things that they're doing to try to keep you coming back. They have like a, you log in every day streak. And that keeps, you know, keeps things going. And you can repair a broken streak with the currency. So they're they're literally doing that incentivized, like, you better log in every day or you're going to break your streak sort of a thing. And if you do break your streak, you can then fix your streak with the currency. 
But I think with Battle Royales, the difficulty is capturing that jump right back in feel and vibe. So when I, when I have a game of Splitgate and I die or I have a bad game, I can just jump in and play another game or I just respawn. And in a Battle Royale, you just don't have that unless you play something like Plunder or you do squads and you use the reboot cards and things like that. So I, I think that's always going to be the biggest challenge. Like, who cares what the weapons are? Like, you can play Call of Duty and use an M1 Garand or a Thompson or or whatever. None of that matters once you figure out the meta. What really matters is how do you get people to come back? How are you going to get me to log in in three weeks, you know? Because the game flow can be pretty demoralizing in a BR. For the poll, Call of Duty usually loses my interest with the older setting and will probably ruin Warzone for me if it changes that. That's uh, that's Dauntless weighing in. Garand? How do you say it? Garand? Garand? The M1 Garand? Garand? I don't know how to say it. I am not a weapons expert. Garand? I, that, you're not giving me the phonetics. You just added an R. Uh, <laughs> Garand? Garand? The M1 Grand Grand. The M1 Grand. The last one. I, I I don't know. I've said a lot. Marshmallow says, Modern hands down. I love futuristic shooters because it allows flexibility in tech. The Call of Duty community just doesn't know what they want and it holds the game back. The Garand. The Garand. The Grand the Garand. Okay. I actually think it's called um, It Doesn't Matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. You knew what I was talking about. Battlefield Portal is going to change the face of FPS shooters, in my opinion. What what, what makes you say that? Because you think the the, the customization or the the, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think Battlefield Portal is going to be incredible. I, I'm excited about Battlefield Portal. I want to, I want to play game modes from the community and laugh and and have fun. But at the same time, I'm I'm thinking about how much more can you do with shooters? You know what I'm saying? Ooh, that's good. Wife tried something new with the shake this morning. Well, how do you say it? Those cookies that I like, Bis- Biscoff, 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 or Bischoff, right? Or bought? I don't even know. Anyway, there's those cookies. They make a spread like a if you want to make a peanut butter and Biscoff sandwich. They make like a, a spread of that, that flavor. It's it's a it's cookie flavored like spread. It's basically like icing. But she saw some video of some guy who like he made milk out of it. Out of this Biscoff spread. He made milk out of it and put it in his shake. I was like, oh my word. Yeah, the yeah, the cookies they give you on the planes. That's right, that's right. And uh, they're very tasty. They're very tasty. The spread makes awesome cakes. Yeah, she put it in my shake this morning. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how you pronounce it, Eugene. That's it. That's it. Yeah, the lotus. Yeah, are they? I I can hear your voice. Are those the are the are they, are they the lotus biscuits? Like go up at the end of the sentence. Are they the lotus biscuits? 
<laughs> yes, they're the Lotus Biscuits. I speak fluent hilly. I know he means, are those the Lotus Cookies? Colin upgraded to a Tier 2. Thank you for doing that, Colin. Guys, make sure and get in the Discord if you've upgraded to Tier 2. Go to that video game voting category and vote on the games you want to see me play. Really, really well organized. Creatures got that all set up in there for you. We appreciate everybody who's upgraded to Tier 2, and we hope you enjoy that perk. We hope you guys like that. It's it's, it's a really cool thing we've got set up in there. Uh, and on the coffee front, on the coffee front, okay... Rageous Roast Light Roast, some more orders came in yesterday. My wife printed off the labels last night. The Dark Roast is in route. It's it's on its way here, right? And so we are, we're going to start taking orders. We'll probably start taking orders on the Dark Roast next week, unless by some miracle it gets here early. Freight getting here early is is like a joke. It's It's estimated arrival is the 20th, and we all know what that means. That means it will get to the city on the 20th. It'll be like here in Louisville on the 20th. And then it'll take, you know, another couple of days to actually get to me. So very excited about that. When you were talking about pizza once and Hilly said, have you found some? <laughs> have you found some? Yeah, I've just, it's where I just found it. It's right here on the floor. It's amazing. No, my wife made it for me and brought it to me. It was phenomenal. It'll arrive on the 20th. The, the, the estimated freight arrivals are basically like an approximation. You know, they're an approximation. Uh, Quad submitted a question here. Do you foresee any move back toward jetpacks or a futuristic setting like Black Ops 3 as it seems some people are getting worn on modern in World War One and Two? Uh, I like a dab of advanced movement now and then. Let me... We didn't have a long enough question until now, so thank you, Quad, for giving us the opportunity to have a larger question so I could get it properly cropped. There we go. So that's that's uh, that's about the longest question I think we let come in. is about four lines down. So thank you very much. Yeah, I, here's the thing with the futuristic, okay? The, the, the futuristic stuff is always going to split the community the same way World War versus Modern, right? Right now, most people in chat are voting Modern. If you haven't taken our poll in chat yet, we want to know, when it comes to Call of Duty Vanguard, which do you prefer, World War II shooters or Modern shooters? Which is, you know, which is your preference? And Modern tends to be winning right now, but the honest-to-goodness truth is, is I think they just are always going to cycle this in and out, right? Always. Executioner renewing their membership keeping that red badge alive thank you for remaining a rageless member here on the channel thank you i think they're just going to continually cycle it does that make sense like i don't think they have like this goal of oh yeah we got to get that out of here right yeah can't have that we got to we got to go back to this we got to go back to that i i I don't think so i I think that they're going to continually cycle it's it's not about i don't think it's about one versus the other it's kind of like when they make changes in Fortnite right it, it's like when they make changes in Fortnite when you make changes in Fortnite you're basically resetting the game and everybody comes and checks it out now you might say oh we're going to lose a bunch of people if we do that yeah but you're going to gain some as well so I don't, a year from now they'll be like introducing Call of Duty Future War and it'll be all this futuristic stuff well 
you're going to go back and play to check it out, you know, to take an interest, it may hook you, it may not. There will definitely be the people that are like immediately, no, all this jetpack junk and flying around and laser beams, that's not Call of Duty. But then there will be people that think that it's awesome. They'll think that it's new and it's fresh and it's fun. More than likely, that's going to be the, the the strategy going forward for Call of Duty, or really any shooter that wants a long-standing, you know, successful community. New card yesterday. Forgot to update the payment info. Glad to be here. Thank you, Executioner. I appreciate that. Call of Duty Four was the best Call of Duty to me. It's actually really interesting. You can see. I always had this theory that you could see a divide in how people approached. Call of Duty comparing World War World at War to Modern Warfare and from that point on Modern Warfare was the birth of the self-focused player. So when I played World at War in Call of Duty, it was all about the squads. You could literally on the fly join a squad in World at War and then they would be blue on the radar. So if you are on a really really good team, and their squad was open, you could join them. So there was a sense, at least I got the sense, there was a very, very good focus and a good amount of players that really focused on being a team and playing as a team, right? And then when Modern Warfare enters the picture, what do they introduce that creates the self-focused player the OBJ no longer matters the objective doesn't matter winning as a team doesn't matter none of that matters they introduce killstreaks and that is the beginning of the self-focused player from that point on people don't play Call of Duty to win or to team up and to squad up they don't they play Call of Duty to get kill streaks. That that was the beginning of that, I think. And for me, when we played, that was all we cared about was winning. Like I squatted up. I remember I was in I was playing Modern Warfare 2. I was on Terminal, the the airplane, the the airport map. I was on term, Terminal playing headquarters. And when we get back to the lobby, I am just giving it to my team. I am furious, I'm angry. Didn't World War have dogs? World at War had dogs? Oh wait, World at War had killstreaks. I think though, I think it was the removal of the squad thing then. Maybe I have to adjust my theory. There was the removal of the squad thing. Maybe that's what I'm I'm, I'm misremembering my argument. I used to make this argument all my all the time to my friends that like there was a shift in the player base and it happened in Modern Warfare because I think they, that's what it was. Sorry. I I misspoke. World at War definitely had killstreaks because the dogs were ridiculous. Do you remember when the dogs were bugged and dogs could give you more dogs? Do you remember that? You would get dogs and the dogs would would uh, would earn them for you. Call of Duty 4 introduced killstreaks. Didn't Call of Duty 4 come out before World at War though? So it did introduce the killstreak. So the introduction of the killstreak definitely created. Now I'm remembering. Now I'm remembering the argument. I've not made that argument in a really long time cuz I cuz I haven't played in a really long time. So essentially what happened was they introduced kill streaks in Modern Warfare 4, but World at War had the squad feature. It was Modern Warfare 2 that was the beginning of the self-focused player. Sorry, I misspoke. 
Modern Warfare 2 removed the squad feature. So at that point, all that mattered was your performance, was you getting kill streaks, was you getting lots of kills. It was Modern Warfare 2 that in my mind did that. That was the beginning of players like that. And I remember playing Modern Warfare 2 and being incredibly frustrated by that. I could boot up in World at War and find people playing headquarters to team up with, join up in a squad, and have a blast, right? That I, rem- I remember doing that. I remember I would go in, I would solo queue World at War headquarters, and I would always find people to play with. Talking, communicating, working together. The squad feature brought that vibe. And then Modern Warfare 2 came out and there was no squad feature, so I couldn't join people on the fly. I couldn't join up. And so I was getting very frustrated. It was so hard to play an objective-based game mode by yourself, okay? So I'm giving it to my team. I'm just laying into them. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Why is no one going for the objective? And this really low, rumbly voice from the other team was like, well, man, come over here and play with us. Sling rounds with us. And I was like, all right. So he backed out. He sent me an invite. And that guy's name was Fawn's Got a Gun, which if you guys have ever seen my Xbox gamer tag, it is Lono Got a Gun. We like formed a clan uh, over, you know, over the, the next couple of years after that when we met in, in Modern Warfare 2. And that began the era of I refuse to play Call of Duty if I did not have a team. I just wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. If those guys were not on, if they were not on, I didn't play. I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to boot up and get frustrated and yell and get angry, right? And so, because the thing was, it was like, I didn't want to play Team Deathmatch. I didn't want to play Free For All or Search and Destroy. All I wanted to play was Headquarters. Now, in Modern Warfare 3, we switched to Team Defender because it was essentially the same idea. It was like, get to an area and protect the flag, right? The Spider-Man displate's amazing. Yeah, if you use the displate command, I have a Marvel collection that I have featured on uh, on mine, and that'll that that's where that comes from. I that's it's that's amazing. I figure I'll change one a day. We'll get a that way. You know, five days a week, it'll always be slightly different. You know, it'll just kind of rotate in. Eventually, I'll have a junk ton of them because they'll send me they'll send me some every month. So. I mostly played Call of Duty solo, but most games shared with friends is going to be less annoying. Oh, man. You can enjoy Call of Duty solo, but you got to go into the right playlist. Or you have to approach game. There were guys that would do this. They would go into game modes like Headquarters. They would go into game modes like Headquarters, and they would play by themselves, and they would never, ever go for the objective or help their team. All they would do is sit outside the objective and chuck grenades and noob tubes in the objective and they would have insane amounts of kills because it was they were just taking advantage of the game mode they were going into a team based objective based game mode and literally only going for kills and I remember my friend Fonz would tell them like the definition of a loser is somebody that just accepts that they're going to lose he, he, and he never made sense to him or us like these guys would be mouthing off at the end. Yeah, you guys suck. Blah, blah, blah. Look at your KD. And it's like, what do you mean you lost like 200 points to 30? What are you talking about? You lost. And it was like, 
yeah, but my KD, and it was like, the only reason your KD is high is because you're coming into an objective-based game mode and you're ignoring the objective. Like, anybody can do that. Obviously, if I'm diving on the headquarters, my my kill death's not going to be very good. I'm taking a risk. I'm dying more often. I'm dying two and three times more often than you, and it's not even preventable. I'm going into a room and you're throwing grenades in. But that's what happened in Modern Warfare 2. There was this giant split, and we literally couldn't lose because of it. We couldn't lose. It was like, nobody played for the objective. We would just win game after game after game. We started just going into party chat. We didn't even want to hear these guys, right? 114 game win streak in Modern Warfare 3. We got up to 223 game win streak in Modern Warfare 3. We got to 101 in Modern Warfare 2, and we got nuked because we were goofing around. Some guy all of a sudden got a chopper gunner, and we were like, oh no, we've we've made a grave mistake because we wouldn't capture the last headquarters. We would just go for kills. Come on, Lono, it's all about the kills. No, if you want to go for kills, there are modes where that is what matters. Team Deathmatch. Free-for-all. Right? Yo, what's with this new setup? Clean-looking? Thank you. Yeah, we revealed it yesterday. We've got a lot of new things going on. Uh, new new membership perks if you upgrade to Tier 2. New things in the Discord. Video game voting. Uh, new segments in the afternoon. And a whole new setup for the studio. I said it all the time. I said, I I would tell these guys, I would tell these guys, I would say, look, you're too soft to go and play a game mode that's all about kills. You come over to headquarters because it's easier to get kills in headquarters. That's what I started telling people. I said, don't sit here and get big in headquarters because you hid in a room and got easy kills by lobbing grenades through a window. Like, you're too soft to go to the game mode that's actually about kills. You're coming over here and you're just shooting people in the back because you know, you know, nine times out of ten, folks are going to be focused on the objective and you're taking advantage of that. It, it was so, it was ridiculous. It was, you could get so many kills and still, these guys are ending games with 40, 50, 60 kills and they're losing. And I have 20 kills and they think they're better than me. And I'm like, brother, all I care about is the win. Winning is satisfying. The KD isn't satisfying. If your win-loss ratio is in the toilet, your KD doesn't matter in my mind. That was just how we always approached it. And we found lots of other players that were like that. And do you want to know what we all had in common? We were all similar in a similar age bracket. It was like the slightly older, older players. You know, guys born early 80s. All of us. We were like, all that matters is the win. And the young bloods came in and all they cared about was KD. The young, the young, you know, the, the teenagers that were playing at the time. They were the ones that were always mouthing off and saying, all that matters is KD. And we were like, what the, why? Why does that matter? You know what I mean? It it would be like being on a sports team and only caring about your stats and losing every game and then getting real big and cocky and going over to the other team being like, yeah, see how many yards I got? See how many touchdowns I got? Your team lost. What are you, what are you bragging about? You know? In a team-based mode, it's about how many points you're scoring for your team. KD never matters in a team-based mode. I always thought that it shouldn't be on the scoreboard. It's incentivizing the wrong behavior, right? 
talking about 14 year old me oh I know we've I probably played against you Alex I probably played against you we probably talked trash to each other I've never wondered why KD matters unless you're in a tournament they think the stats will get them drafted into CDL I mean now I understand why somebody might like stat I don't know what we're supposed to call it we called it we called it stat whoring but that that that's probably like that's probably offensive now so well, <laughs> in eight years in eight years I'll lose a sponsor for that clip um, we, we, we this, going for stats makes sense now to a certain degree because you could take those stats and, and try and get picked up by a you know by a team stat farming right yeah stat farming farming is the polite term there it is sorry stat padding stat farming yeah Stat, stat farming, I, I get that. I get why you would do it now. There, there, there's, there's, there's more of an element of like, well, I might get picked up. I might go pro. I might have a team, you know, uh, pay attention to me or whatever. That's why I preferred bad company back in the day. The objectives kept the fights in the general area, and I could have bad KD in a game. But as long as I had good points, I was happy. Yeah, I always thought that the way you change behavior in a game like that is you have to incentivize it. You have to say, listen, this is what the scoreboard is tracking. No one can see your KD at the end of the game. That's what I thought. It should have, you know, captures, defends, and and what was the one where you took it over? What was that called? Capture, defend, and destroy or whatever. Where you would go in and take the take the headquarters from somebody else. I liked I liked that method and nobody ever did it. KD matters from the standpoint that if you were dying more than getting kills, you can't control the map as well. It depends on the game though, Dan, because a game like Headquarters, you're having to funnel you're you're having to funnel into a room. And when you do that, you're just open for easy pickings. Like it's just going to be so easy to to, to die more. So I could die 12 times in the game, and you died 6 times. But you never captured, you never defended, you never took a risk for your team, you got into a safe position and just picked people off to protect your KD. Right? You're like, well I have 12 kills and 6 deaths, Lono. I'm, I'm 2 over 1. You, you have 12 kills and 12 deaths, so we have the same number of kills, but I died twice as much. Well, of course I died twice as much. Look how many headquarter captures I have. I've got seven captures. You have none. You didn't do anything. You you just sat and got, you see, like, I think that's why objective-based game modes, your KD is not indicative of map controller skill. It's usually indicative of aggression versus maybe playing more defensive, right? A lot of the times. You should be clearing the OBJ before jumping on it. I think you're misunderstanding. Maybe you never played Call of Duty before. When you play Call of Duty Headquarters, you go in and the OBJ is clear. And they toss in grenades and they shoot in noob tubes and you die. And they don't go in and try to take it. They stay put. And then you go in and you try to capture it again. And they throw in grenades and they shoot in noob tubes so now you've died twice and they've gotten two kills on the board it looks like man they're wiping the floor with you 
but they don't want to take the headquarters because they know if they go in there there's a similar flow and a similar combat rhythm they are likely to get blown up and blown off the headquarters while trying to capture it so it's not it's not about like oh all i got to do is is go in and clear the objective if that's all you had to do it'd be so easy yeah you would just go in have a good breach and you'd be good. Use trophy systems. Modern Warfare 2 didn't have trophy systems. Modern Warfare 2 had something that was worse than just Noob 2. They had one-man army. And people in chat, their hands are shaking right now thinking about one-man army. <laughs> one-man army Noob Tubes. They would literally just find a position and just fill the room and do it again and do it again we had a guy do it one game because he just wanted to show us how ridiculous it was my man had like 66 kills at the end of the game and he laid on his stomach for like 7 minutes Just he just laid on his stomach in some field just like lobbing them in and onto the headquarters it was ridiculous it was like oh my goodness he was like I told y'all he said I remember watching a YouTube video of a guy and he had a great accent. He's like, listen, man, I'm going to tell y'all something about this kit here. This kit, this kit is busted. Look at what I'm doing right now. I'm telling you, this kit's going to get nerfed. He kept saying kit over and over again. And he was absolutely destroying people with noob tube one man army. It was awful. Oh, it was terrible. And it, and it made it to where, like, you're like, oh, all you got to do is clear the objective. Like, there was no clearing the objective. There were no flak jackets. There were no, there were no new tubes, you know? It's like, it's like dark stories. Like, I played Call of Duty at a time when there was, there was no flak jackets. <laughs> there was no, there was no trophy system. It was dark. It was a dark time. <laughs> it was a dark time. Those came later. Those came later. One of my favorite things, it was Black Ops 1 or 2. I can't remember which one. I, I, I want to say it was Black Ops 1 where they introduced the flak jacket. And oh, I love that. Because it threw people off. They would chuck in their grenades and they would think they're good to go and they'd come charging in and I'm laying on the ground healthy and ready to go. Ba 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 ba. Dead. And they'd be like, what? They were so used to just, you toss in grenades, get hit markers, and you'd be like, oh, they're dead. They just assumed when they saw hit markers that you had died. Because that's that's how it worked. All the years leading up to Flak Jacket, if you threw a grenade in a room and got a hit marker, nine times out of ten, you, you were getting a kill. It was like, oh, it hit marker, got him, and you'd go running in. Flak Jacket was like my favorite. Oh man, Javelin. Do you remember when people could, in Modern Warfare 2, when they could run in and blow themselves up with the Javelin, but they get everybody in the room? Do you remember those people? Oh my gosh. There was a guy that was doing that one game. He he ended the game with like 100 kills, and he was laughing. And it was so hard to be angry at him. It was so hard. It was like, how can you be angry at him? It's kind of hysterical. This guy's literally running in the room with a javelin, pointing it at the floor, and the explosion is so big, he gets like a triple kill every time. 
Oh, man. Modern Warfare 2 was a broken masterpiece. <laughs> it really was. It was a broken masterpiece. It was so popular. I did that. It was horrible. Laughed my butt off. I mean, who knows, Ashton? It could have been you. It could have been you that did it to us that, that one day. Oh, we would get so angry. Because the first time it happens to you, like, you're in a game with a javelin person. The first time it happens, you you know, you can laugh it off. You're like, ha ha ha, you know. Second, third time, your, your fourth and fifth game, you're like, this crap's getting old. This is so dumb. Like, it became the meta. Like, everyone's running around with javelins. It was awful. It really, truly was. <laughs> it really, truly was. You guys can submit questions now as paying members. They pop up right here on the bottom of the screen. Mythrak says, do you think Activision is sticking to its annual releases of Call of Duty. I think it's not good looking long term. Oh, I think it's not good long term. Instead, they should do big updates to the current Call of Duty. A lot of people don't like Cold War. You have to understand that in their mind, more than likely, that's a that's a fool's errand and a wasted effort. That game's done. Ship it down the river. Especially if people were unhappy about it or didn't enjoy it. Just throw out a new one. They've got 10 studios. Activision has placed 10 studios on Call of Duty property. Like, that's all they're working on. Well, you better believe if they're doing that, they're coming out with a game every year. Back when they were coming out with a game every year, it was Treyarch and um, an Act was an Activision was the developer. What? No, 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 no. Infinity Ward. Sorry. Infinity Ward and Treyarch took turns. That was two companies. They now have like ten. So, so there's there's no there's no reason not to. They have so much development bandwidth and power and so many resources. Every every year, Call of Duty's coming out, no doubt. Why skip out on their guaranteed one billion in sales each year? Yeah, exactly. Also, Sledgehammer. Well, that was later. That was later. I was in the time where it went Treyarch, Infinity Ward, Treyarch, Infinity Ward. Sledgehammer came way later with what they come in with. Was it Black Ops 3? I can't remember when Sledgehammer came in, but Sledgehammer was later. Guess who's currently making the better game? Just like they always did. Wait, I actually don't know who you think's making the better game. Infinity Ward, right? I mean, that's what we thought. We thought Infinity Ward made better games than Treyarch. Treyarch had World at War, but after that, we didn't like Treyarch. Any anytime, anytime it was Treyarch, Respawn, aka Infinity Ward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say you're probably from the era that agrees with me that after after World at War, Treyarch fell off in my mind. Their their games were always garbage. I hated their Call of Duties. Every year, we're like, yeah, here comes Treyarch. We knew we weren't going to like them. We were Infinity War boys. Like, that's what we wanted. You know? Infinity War, hands down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, so Sledgehammer came in with Advanced Warfare. Okay, well, that's not exactly great on your resume, but there you go. <laughs> There you go. Herve with a question. What impact do you think the Steam Deck will have on the gaming industry? You don't got to submit twice. You probably got a response, Herve. You just submitted twice, but that's okay. Um, at, at this point, I think that the Steam Deck's most likely impact is going to be that 
it's becomes the new gaming laptop right that's what i think i think it's the next gaming laptop and here's what i mean i think valve is setting themselves up to say here's the base model we want other models to be made so you're gonna have alienware make one microsoft might make one who who knows probably not microsoft's probably not super interested in making more hardware but i think it's the next like gaming laptop you know hey respect your elders world at war was good i that's what i said i said treyarch did a great job with world at war but after that i felt like treyarch always did a bad job with call of duty world of war was fine after that i just i i thought i felt like they fell off it wasn't good i felt like they focused too much on the zombies and the base game and the base modes suffered um they introduced skill-based matchmaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Ops 1, I remember. I remember the guy, oh, what's his name? I remember his commentary about pub stomping and why they instituted skill-based matchmaking, yeah. I remember it started with, was it Black Ops 2 where they did that? Black Ops 2 is where they introduced the skill-based matchmaking and they really tried to stop the pub stomping. Because we did okay in Black Ops 1 it wasn't really our foot we, we knew it wasn't our game yeah it was, it was Vondahar David Vondahar that's who it was Vondahar was I think he might even I don't think he coined the phrase but he was the first person to really put out the idea that pub stomping was like a bad thing it was him right it was him he comes out and he says that I remember reading the interview and thinking what the frick we're not doing anything wrong we're not doing anything wrong. We're teaming up and going into an objective-based game mode. That's what you're supposed to do. It's literally a team mode that has an objective. What do you What do you mean? I'm not pub stomping. You should be teaming up. If you're playing by yourself, what in the world are you going in these game modes for? That's on you. If you're getting your face stomped, that's, that's on you. You're going into the wrong game modes. Go play something that's more basic, like Team Deathmatch or Free For All. If you go in, that'd be like going into Search and Destroy. It'd be like, I just don't understand why I can't have a good time. My mic's off, and I'm dead every round. What you're playing a game mode that requires synergy, communication, and timing, and you have your microphone off, and you're just charging in and shooting. Well, of course, of course, you're having a bad time. It was like pub stomping as a term doesn't make sense in an objective based game mode it doesn't it wasn't like we were intentionally abusing matchmaking to get in free for all matches together or something like no we're, we're playing headquarters like we are doing exactly what we should do right what's good Atwood every OG Call of Duty player right now Treyarch did the Cold War Zombies correct they did a great job yeah they seem to really I, I think that's they got so much praise for zombies in World at War. I feel like that's all Treyarch every show ever, ever, ever. They, they got so much praise for it. It became their main focus. It became one of the main selling points of their of their versions of Call of Duty. There were people that would literally buy Call of Duty just for the zombies. Did you know those guys? I knew guys like that. They 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 literally did not buy Call of Duty for Call of Duty. They bought it. They bought it for zombies. I was like, what? <laughs> You, that's all you want to play? I hated zombies. Zombies was basically get really far, die, and start all over again. I just didn't get it. 
Call of Duty community acted like he was the second coming of Jesus and he let Treyarch get away with tons of terrible consumer practices. Honestly, I like zombies more than Call of Duty multiplayer, so I prefer Treyarch. Uh, I only buy Call of Duty for zombies. See? There's one of them here. Demetrius is one of those people. Pub stomping is more about the players who are good and just run over the other teams, and people don't like having to improve at the game. Well, the thing is, though, is the way they combated the way they combated it. It just didn't end up working. Well, it, it didn't end up working for the for, for for people like me is what I should say. <laughs> we were punished for playing well. You know, we were punished for playing well. Like that was. That didn't make any sense. It was like, well, I don't understand. So we had a good game. We had a good game. Atwood, I'm good. I responded to you, man. You don't need to keep doing that. I've I've responded to you. Saying that in the chat every 60 seconds until you get a response. You don't need to act like... we, We have one feed. We don't need more, okay? We don't need more. What you're saying is that Treyarch did an awesome job in Cold War Call of Duty. They made it feel much better and added to the tried and true zombies. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about Cold War to commentate. I don't. I don't know about uh, enough about Cold War to commentate. I played Warzone with you guys and we did the uh, we we did the um, the plunder stuff together and that was really really fun. Uh, how it started, how it's going. That is a great great shot, Hilly. I love the Zeppelin too. The fact that the Zeppelin's in both, you know, stayed true to myself. That's great. That is amazing. I'm tweeting that later. <laughs> I'm tweeting that later. I don't want to tweet it now. I'll drop frame. Oh man, I skipped all the Treyarch games. We played Plunder. Yeah, Plunder was fun. I just never went and played Cold War. What we try to play together, we tried to play Modern Warfare because we wanted private match control, and we didn't get private match. Yeah, that's old. Yeah, that's that's a, that's the that's the younger me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Warzone, even how bad it is right now, is carrying Call of Duty. It's insane. People let them get away, dude. They've got like nine to ten million players. You know what I'm saying? Like they have. <laughs> Warzone's crushing. It is crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. Vengeance asked a question here. Did you ever take the time to diamond weapons in any of the Call of Duties? No. I I just didn't like doing that. There was a time, it was a very brief afternoon, where we learned that you could go into the third-person mode. Did you guys ever do this? There was a third-person mode in Modern Warfare 2, and you could match against people, and people went in there and did, like, boosting lobbies where you would trade headshots. And I did this for a brief afternoon. I did it for, I think, an hour and a half, and I was like, this is freaking awful. And I was doing it to get something for my gun or some emblem or something. And I literally couldn't take it. I could not take it. I was like, not only did it feel like a gigantic waste of time, it just an absolute gigantic waste of time. It was like, it, I didn't want, I felt like my mind was becoming like a stone. I was just becoming stupid. I was like, this is so dumb. 
This is so dumb. Craig coming in with a tier two upgrade. Thank you for upgrading your membership to tier two. You can now take part in video game voting. Be sure to get in the Discord and do that, guys. Video game voting is available right now for next week. So get in there and cast your votes. Banned from Destiny 2 for headshot boosting in Call of Duty. Yeah, mod, that's what it was. That's why they, they got me. They finally got me. Load of talking here about most players buy Call of Duty for multiplayer, and some are here for the zombies. And then there's me playing $90 Canadian for the campaign. <laughs> you know what's funny, Freddy? I was committed for a really long time. I would always play the campaign first before I would go into multiplayer. Love the new look. Thank you. I would always play the campaign first before I played the multiplayer. Because... I just, just what I wanted to do. It was my process. I enjoyed the campaigns. And my buddies would get so frustrated. They're like, dude, come on. Come and play. And I'm like, no, I want to play the campaign first. You know, and it took a while. They, were, they weren't they were super short. You know, they took they, they took an afternoon, a couple afternoons usually. Um, you know, two-hour little play sessions. And they all, they would, they, would, they would give me so much grief about it. I think eventually I just stopped doing it. I think in, I don't remember, I might have been Black Ops 3 or Black Ops 2, where I was like, I don't even give a crap about the campaign, let's just play. And then we ended up hating it, because it was it was so bad. Like, your win ratio, your win-loss ratio in Black Ops 3 was so manipulated. It was like, win-loss, win-loss. Like, they, they made sure win streaks were incredibly unlikely in Black Ops 3. It was so frustrating. Campaign on veteran first, then multi. Oh man, I don't know about that. <laughs> If you guys are enjoying the show this morning, we are talking about Call of Duty. We're talking about the Cyberpunk patch, the Steam Deck, and Microsoft. Make sure and smash the like button if you're enjoying the show. Hitting subscribe is free. It supports the channel. It makes sure that you can come back. Hitting subscribe also enables you to talk in chat. We do have membership perks. If you want to become a member, you can click join. If you are a member and want to upgrade to tier two, a lot of people have done that to take advantage of video game voting and more features and perks in the Discord. Right next to me over here down in the corner are all the commands for our sponsors or our coffee if you want to order our coffee. Dark Roast is on the way. So thank you for being here this morning. Set your sights on 300 likes. I bet you we could get there. Where are we right now? 259. Okay, 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 we're getting there. Black Ops 3 campaign was absolute garbage. I, I didn't even play it. Um... Where are you planning on streaming? I thought I heard you say something along the signs, streaming in multiple places. No, no, simulcasting, meaning the podcast will be live in lots of different places. So if you want to listen on like Amazon Music or Spotify or whatever, those will that'll soon be an option. I'll be sitting here talking to YouTube and doing the podcast, but it will also be hitting those locations as well as opposed to coming later and just purely being an upload. It'll be live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be streaming in other places. Um, I'm scared of real players. I play the bots in the practice run of Warzone against bots. I mean, real players... It's funny. Last night, uh, I thought you were saying Ghost was the best game in the series. You misread. Oh, somebody in chat you thought said that? Yeah, Ghost. I remember we had a really, really hard time with Ghost. Ghost was really touchy. For some reason, we played Domination mostly in Ghost. I don't know why. That's just what we ended up playing. And boy, oh boy, you could flip spawns 
so easily in ghosts. It was so irritating. If you walked slightly past the middle dom point, I mean slightly, you would flip spawns. It was so irritating. We absolutely hated. We absolutely hated it. Irony, Band on Purple puts content on Amazon Music. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're about to be in many, many places. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been listening on Spotify. Is there a way to add the date of recording to the podcast title? What on earth? No. Why would I do that? That would look so bad. Recorded on? I mean, maybe we could put it in the description. When we look into the live streaming on those platforms, Jonathan, I'll look into maybe putting that in the description or something, but I'm not going to put that in the title. That would be so ugly. Like, the the, the titles get long enough as it is. <laughs> the, the, the titles of the episodes get pretty long. Uh, anyway. Silent Warrior submitted a question. Do you think Call of Duty should focus on expansions and DLCs or dedicate all resources to anti-cheat since that is plaguing the game right now? This is a bit of a false dichotomy. I, I don't think these two things are pitted against each other. I actually think they can focus on the, you know, they can. I think they can focus on both. I don't think you have to focus on one versus the other. Um, because they can have an entire department dedicated to anti-cheat and anti-cheat efforts while also having departments working on weapon skins and seasons and a battle pass and a DLC, you know? used to say the day's date in the morning as you did your opening oh I mean I guess I could do that that would really simplify it so like as you're listening it literally gets said in the first 30 seconds it is August the 17th and it's a bright early morning here and yeah I could I could do something like that Call of Duty Ghost I played the 4v4 domination search and destroyed game mode and my last siege took 6 hours to level up man they aren't short of resources. Yeah, and I don't think... And, and this always happens, right? Th- this, this always happens. If a game has problems or bugs, glitches, cheats, whatever, you always end up with people that are like, oh yeah, they can push out a patch, update, blah, 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 or whatever, but they can't fix this. And it's like, well, it's different departments. It's not like they're ignoring it. I, I, I would think that one of the most things I'm interested about is what are they going to do about cheating? They, they've, they've rumored, they've, they've, they've kind of hinted at the fact that there are big things coming. There are big things coming to the, uh, to the anti-cheat front. You know? And we'll just have to wait and see what that is. It sounds like they've invested in an actual you know, anti-cheat thing of their own. And we don't know what it's even going to look like. So if you're new and you're just tuning in, we're talking about Call of Duty, our favorite Call of Duties. The poll at the top of the chat is asking, you know, which do you prefer? World War II shooters or the modern shooters? And the modern shooters are running away with it. If you haven't voted on the poll, be sure to do that. We appreciate everybody being here. Be sure to hit subscribe if you want to talk in chat. Let me know what it, uh, what you think about the poll and the topic. Uh, report now coming from Twitter here. Outriders developer says it doesn't know how many copies the game has sold and hasn't earned any royalties from the game, suggesting it hasn't been profitable for publisher Square Enix. Well, there you go. I mean, that's that's unfortunate. I I, I said, and they and they seem to indicate. So it'll be very interesting 
what they end up doing, right? Because they said in multiple interviews they wanted to expand the game, they wanted to do more with it, but it was like, they didn't say it directly, but it was like, if the game's a commercial success, we'll make more. Okay? If they, if, if, if Outriders was not a commercial success, then I would be curious if they get any more backing, like for any more Outriders. You know? Because the publisher might look at it and be like, it wasn't good enough, you know? Or maybe they view it as a long-term strategy. They're like, well, it was good enough it didn't do great, but it did good enough to do more, you know. I don't I don't know. I their biggest problem and I talked about this. I talked about this during the uh, during the Outriders beta. I said, "Look, you, you got a short window of time here." And people thought I was crazy. I said, "Outriders has maybe a month to gather data and and monitor player behavior and look at community response and that's that's it. That that's how much time they have. After that, player base numbers will drop dramatically. You're getting you're going to get about 4 weeks. Truth be told, you get 2 weeks of a really really good amount and then after that it's just a steady decline. So by the end of the 4th week, it's over, right? You're you're not going to have a, you know nearly nearly anybody playing comparatively. For the for if you're thinking about like gathering information, studying player behavior, data, you know, thinking about the future. So the, the, I think the nature, I think the nature of, uh, of Outriders is probably dependent purely upon, do they think they can do another round and, and, and make a lot of money, make some money? Because ultimately the first game was the test, but you know what exactly what exactly were they looking for with respect to you know the success and the commercial the commercial success i should say um they also suggest that a lack of profitability could be caused by the publisher including distribution partnerships the game was launched on game pass for example or that square enix spent more than expected on releasing the game it wouldn't be a unique situation for square enix last year the publisher announced that marvel avengers had failed to recoup its development costs a few months after launch. They added that the game was still being worked on. People Can Fly expects more promotional work from Square Enix and that the sales tale of Outriders game is ahead of us. As a result, the company expects royalties to begin later this year. So it looks like they're still going. It looks like they're still going, but it could be a combination of they spent a lot, like they did on Avengers, and then maybe the Game Pass thing undercut it, undercut its profitability just a little bit. Um, Outriders launched in April. We gave it a 7 out of 10 review, saying that it's a blend of wickedly fun sci-fi shooting and looting, and well worth enduring its lackluster story and rough edges. In its first month, in its first month, it passed 3.5 million players, but it's unknown how many of those players acquired the game through a Game Pass subscription as opposed to a regular sale. Right. And that was a concern that, that, that Eugene and others had specifically about Game Pass. Specifically, like, this this could be bad for their profitability. Because if, if 3.5 million players played it and 2.5 million were on Game Pass, how much money did they get from Microsoft? Was it enough to make up for the fact that, like, 
two and a half million people didn't have to spend a dime. I'm throwing out a figure, by the way. I don't know what the figure is. Third-party AAA games need to stay away from Game Pass. It's possible. Or, if they're going to do Game Pass, come up with some sort of, like, an introduction demo. So, like, somebody could have played Outriders, like, like a demo. And, like, hey, the demo's going to be on the Game Pass. You can try out the demo and see if you like it. And then the real game costs money. So, you get people to play, you hook them, and then, then you buy. So then 3.5 million players might have looked more like 2.5. Maybe they lose about a million players when they do that because there's some there, you know, maybe there's a million folks that just installed the game just to see, just to try it out. You lose a million players, but how much would you gain in sales potentially by people being like, oh, wow, this demo is actually pretty tight. This is pretty fun because Outriders landed at a good time. I mean, there was a gaming drought. I mean, it was, like, it was a perfect time to try to capture people and, and play. There wasn't anything else to play at the time, you know? Demetrius submitted a question. What do you think are the implications of this being the first Call of Duty to launch well into the next-gen console window? Will the game be held back by older hardware, or will they focus on next-gen? Well something we have to remember about Call of Duty and we've talked about this recently, like when people were being hard on the Halo graphics or the Splitgate graphics I was like, have you seen Call of Duty Warzone? (laughs) It looks bad, it looks old it looks dated, it doesn't the player movement, the models all of it, come on man It's, it's it's a shooter you know it's a broad spectrum tons of people playing shooter and I don't think for Call of Duty and and the and the BRs of the world and all these other games and stuff, I don't think they have to be that phenomenal. I, I don't. I don't think they have to be that great. I think they can be pretty basic looking as long as they're fun and as long as they run well. I feel like most World War II shooters are too realistic, says Lucy. I would love a World War II shooter in the feel of Destiny, Halo, Splitgate. So you would love a World War II shooter that doesn't feel so realistic. What do you mean? Like, you don't want to... Do you feel like you, maybe you die too fast in a World War II shooter? You know? <clears throat> in Halo, I want to play as the Prophets. I don't even know what that is. I <laughs> Somebody put Halo lore. Somebody put Halo lore in the Discord the other day, and I was like... I'm confused. I don't know what any of this is. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. If it wasn't on Game Pass, it wouldn't have had those numbers at all. It would have been dead on arrival. I don't know about that, Snake Eyes. I think a lot of people enjoyed the beta, and I think a lot of those people would have purchased. I don't think it would have been dead on arrival. I disagree with that. I I think it would have had significantly less people playing for sure. Because Game Pass at the time had like what? Somewhere between 16 and 18 million subscribers, right? And I I think what Eugene is saying has to be mentioned. When you have tons of people playing for free and the game has problems, that's not helping you out at all. It's not helping your bottom line, you know? Mostly talking about the movement and the art style. World War II style games usually go for the realistic movements and gameplay okay so movement in style you want to have like a sense of agility and speed fluidity of movement like you you don't want to feel like rigid and slow i i could i could see that i could see 
the idea of like, yeah, you know, World World War Two games, man. It, it's it can be a little rough, you know. It can, it can, it can, it can feel a little bit like you're you're geriatric, you know. Um, yeah, I saw that. I saw that headline, gags, uh, gangs. I don't, you know, obviously, I don't cover that kind of stuff. That's all, that's awful, awful and tragic. The difference between the beta and the release product was a massive difference. The beta played like a full game, and the release played like a beta. Well, now, I don't know... I don't know if I would go that far, Irene. I don't. I hear why you would say that, though. Like, Outriders Beta didn't have all these problems. I mean, I was kind of saying that day one. I was pretty irritated. (laughs) I was pretty irritated. I was. I was like... Are you kidding me? I didn't have any of these problems in the beta. Why is my game stuttering? Why does game capture look like crap? Why is the game running like this? I was I was angry. I, I, I think justifiably angry. You know? What what on earth is going on? What what what, what why is this happening? I just I just played the beta. Because people are like, oh, it's your rig, it's your rig. I was like, what are you talking about? Like my 2080 Ti gaming rig, you, you can't run outriders? It ran it a week ago just fine when it was the beta, right? That's just one of the reasons that betas you have to take with a grain of salt because when you're playing a beta, a lot of things are turned off. A lot of things aren't there. It's like a closed off section of the game and it can run and and perform better. It can be more stable. Could you even get into the PC version in the end? I got into the PC version. Yes, you got. You might. You might not remember. Maybe you weren't here. So we started the day on Xbox because we wanted to play as soon as possible. We were trying to be strategic. So we jumped in, played Xbox, and then I went over to PC. And remember, your beta progress came with you. That was one of the reasons why I wanted to play on PC. I had invested a lot of time in 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 all the different things, all the different you know, um, the different characters, the different builds and stuff. And so I wanted to go over and play on my. I think it was my Techno or somebody that I had fallen in love with. And I was like, I'm gonna play it's Techno on PC once it goes live on PC. And it was it was just it was a stutter fest. It was just like stuttering and skipping and hitching it was so frustrating I couldn't get clean capture I couldn't get the game to run well and people were like well it's because of how you're capturing and this and that and blah 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 I was like brother I played the game a week ago in the beta and didn't have any of these problems it's not my rig it's not my capture method something's wrong with the game you know now they ended up fixing a lot of those things and PC capture smoothed out and the Nvidia DLSS ended up really really helping make that game run smooth. Like the more and more games that get the Nvidia DLSS, I mean we know that you're you're going to be if you if you're watching the um, the No Man's Sky news feeds. I mean that's going to be really really great whenever that lands. That might have already landed in No Man's Sky. Did they push that out yet? But it just didn't matter. It was too little too late. You know, Outriders had run its course. It was like, that was it. You had a month window to impress and capture players, and you didn't do it. It was a, it was a disaster the entire time. There's an old PS3 game called Singularity, which was an alternative World War II universe, kind of like Wolfenstein, and you had time manipulation and fluid movement. It was pretty fun and different. 
I see shooters all the time in Steam, and I don't even know why anybody would try and make a shooter these days. Like, Splitgate? Well, that was brave. Let me tell you. That was freaking brave. To be like, yeah, we're gonna make a shooter. We're gonna make an arena shooter nonetheless. I mean, it, you know... DLSS is indeed available in No Man's Sky. Okay, so that did get pushed out. Yeah, we're waiting for their next big announcement about Frontiers, because we, we've really enjoyed No Man's Sky. We enjoyed covering it, playing it. We have, like, a community planet. And it all kind of fell by the wayside because, like, they stopped doing their, um... They stopped doing their expeditions. It was like, okay, was it? You know. Where's my reason to log in every couple of weeks or days or whatever? I don't have anything to work on. Like, building and and creating bases and stuff is fun, but eventually it loses its luster. You're like, I want to do something else, and then I'll come back to the base later. You almost kind of ping-pong, you know, in the the game. It pains me how much Lono says DLSS putting so much oomph on the S's. Why? What am I supposed to say? DLs. Am I supposed to pronounce them like a snake? DLs. DLs. Is that how you say it? DLSS? What what are... I don't understand. Uh, A lot of these smaller shooters have very uh, active small player bases. Games like Insurgency. What what was the one... What was the one that... Barrier put one in the the Discord last night. You play as like little toy soldiers or army men or something. It looked really good. I was like, oh, that looks like kind of fun. You know? You know? that's right no man's sky is such a great game i'm so bad at it i i really like no man's sky i think my least favorite thing in no man's sky is when you get attacked by pirates it's like just leave me alone dude i don't just leave me alone um is it just me, or is the saturation in the Spider-Man display really out of focus? No, they're 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 out of focus because I'm in focus. We did something yesterday that made me in focus a little, and them in focus a little. I actually like a more divide. Like I like being more more in focus in the background. We had a lot of people asking if the background was fake, and I think that was one of the reasons they were like, I, it, "It it it it's also in focus. It didn't have a sense of like three dimensional space." So once I show you the whole room and we do the rest of the wall, it'll be it'll be a little bit clearer too why we're doing that style of shot. It's really really hard to do a foreground background like both staying in focus. A lot of cameras number one don't do it. I don't have a, a continual autofocus anymore. Like if I lift my hand up to the if I like put something like in front of the camera, right? It's not going to focus on it. It's not. See. Because I turned off continual autofocus because it ended up consistently grabbing onto this display specifically, probably because of the style and the artwork or whatever. And the camera was like, and then I'd be out of focus, which just looks really, really bad. So now it's kind of like portrait mode on your iPhone, right? Like I'm in focus and the background's a little bit blurry. Hypercharge was the name of the game. Yeah, 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 hypercharge. It actually looked good. And you know what I thought though? Like I that's 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 what I thought. I was like I, <laughs> that would be brave to make a shooter like that right now. There's a gun, there's a there's a game right now on Steam called Upgun, 
right? Remember that joke, up dog? <laughs> it's called up gun. One word, not two, up gun. And it looks hilariously fun. And just remember the game I played uh, about a week ago, Clone Drone in the Danger Zone? It's like that graphical style. And it's called Up Gun. And unfortunately, their player peak was like 118 players in the last 24 hours. I'm like, man, what a bummer to have like 100 people. And I'm like, all it would take is one streamer playing that game. Not me, not me. All it would take is one streamer of the right size to play that game. And it would destroy their servers and it would melt their game. <laughs> They'd be like among us, suddenly having to completely change their strategy of business. Like, oh man, everybody's playing up gun. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't think uh, Bungie is sitting around. That's where we fundamentally disagree. Oh, are you guys talking about how, yeah, people would do that with Bungie. They would say, yeah, Bungie's too busy doing battle passes and season passes in cosmetics and they don't really care about anti-cheat I'll be honest it's really hard to take them seriously on the anti-cheat front when they're banning you know me or other people for for seemingly no reason or or pretty silly reasons I don't know that community is is phenomenal (laughs) they got somebody again they got somebody again just yesterday I, I I I oh my gosh unbelievable unbelievable question coming in from Ashen will cyberpunk forever be a stain on CD Projekt Red's reputation an irredeemable stain I mean one that they can't turn around no matter how much they patch listen I I, I want to cheer I want to cheer for you know cyberpunk to turn itself around nobody got banned it was just another cancel culture another cancel culture tweets from like 2013 and 2015 I think I think there was a tweet from 2013 and a tweet from 2015 yeah they went after somebody yesterday um and so I want to root for cyberpunk I do right I want to root for it to have its comeback moment I've said this many many times I want Cyberpunk to have its No Man's Sky moment, okay? The more and more I look at the game, and the more it's like it's patched, and it's, you know, kind of put back together or whatever, the more I'm like, I just don't know if they can do it, and here's why. I worry that Cyberpunk is going to end up in a similar place as Anthem, Okay? And what I mean is this. I don't think you can patch your way out of a bad foundation. I don't think you can. Anthem had a bad foundation. Anthem needed to reset their entire game. I always called it Anthem Genesis. They needed to reset their entire game, make it free, and allow existing players to do something in-game that would essentially reset the entire game world and their uh, and their uh, character. Right? That's what I think. I think I think that's what Anthem needed to do. I think Cyberpunk is in a similar scenario, okay? Cyberpunk cannot patch their way out of this, I don't think. If if you continue to patch that game to smooth it out, that's wonderful. 
it's still a really uncomfortable bed. Like, no matter how much you smooth out the sheets and make them nice, okay, that's not as rough, that's not as rough, this feature, this blah, blah, blah. Okay? Oh, you get all that. We get all that going for us. And then we lay in the bed. If it's still an uncomfortable bed, it just doesn't really matter, does it? Oh, well, the GPS runs better, and the car handles better, and this and that and that and that and that. All this handles better. That's almost... At that point, that is, is basically helping the existing player base that is playing. That doesn't bring people back. That doesn't have a, oh, it's a No Man's Sky moment effect. Really like the new set. Thank you, Gamer Dad. I appreciate that. Um, so, when I look at Cyberpunk, that's what I think. I think you need to do what No Man's Sky did. You need to be doing big, giant, free updates that add value and fix the foundation simultaneously. That's what No Man's Sky did. No Man's Sky didn't patch their way out of a disaster. They just kept adding update after update after update. And the updates didn't just like add like, oh, hey, there's new stuff over here to go do. No, it added to the foundation, which is incredibly hard to do. To simultaneously add value to Cyberpunk and fix the foundation won't be easy, I don't think, because I think too much is wrong. I just think there's too much wrong with the game. I think at its foundation, it is a mediocre open world game. And I don't necessarily know if you can fix that by just being like, you know, yeah, this is the, this is, this is, this is the game now. I don't think you can do that. You could have added shooters in general in your poll, or I could have asked a question that I'm interested in, you know, that's, I was interested in, do people like modern shooters versus World War II in the realm of Call of Duty? That's why it's phrased the way that it is. <laughs> people are always like, you should have added this option to the poll. Maybe. Do you want to do a poll with me right now? Here, let's do it. Does Lono care about <laughs> what you think of his poll? Yes or no? Where do you think I'm... What am I clicking on? <laughs> uh, in my opinion, Cyberpunk's problems are at its core and needs to be a whole new game. Right. Yeah, that's right. I think that it's the it's the whole game. Again, it's the foundation. It's like you're talking about cleaning up the living room and like the foundation is just jacked up. It's just jacked up. Oh. Nope, at its foundation, Cyberpunk is literal. Yeah. Yeah, it So when people ask me about cyberpunk I'm like dude I'm rooting for cyberpunk I would love for cyberpunk to have it's no man's sky moment like I would like yes like redeem your game make everyone fall in love with you again right make make everyone fall in love with CD Projekt Red but unfortunately we let's make a comparison there's a giant difference between the Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk. The Witcher 3, at its core, was a great game, and it had bugs and glitches. Cyberpunk, at its core, is a mediocre game, and it has bugs and glitches. Do you see the difference? The difference... The difference is, you can fix the bugs and glitches 
in Witcher 3, and then, underneath all of it, the great game gets to emerge and be celebrated. You fix the bugs and glitches in Cyberpunk, and what emerges? Eh, it's a mediocre game. It's okay. Like, there's nothing that special here. You know? It's... If I were to try to diagnose what happened with Cyberpunk, I just think it was scope creep. I think the game got so broad in its scope and its spectrum of all the things they wanted to do. As an example, there's an entire tutorial about gun combat in a car, in like a car chase, and you literally do it one time. And then there was the weird detective super slow thing I did with with the footage, right? where I was rewinding and fast forwarding and zooming in and it was awful I was like this is so slow so jarring what is this why is this in the game it felt like a mini game people were like yeah you do it like three maybe four times I was like what why spend all this time setting up these mechanics setting up these tutorials and and for what (laughs) and for what Right? Okay, so people are people are asking and they're clarifying in the Discord who got who got canceled or whatever. Um it was it it was a, it was a guy who creates Destiny content. They found old tweets from like 2013 and 15 and they got um they got Advanced GG to drop him as a sponsor. And I didn't I didn't comment on Twitter. I don't I don't feel like poking that hornet's nest. But let me just say this. When your virtue only shows up because you're essentially browbeat and bullied into it, right? It's not virtue. It's cowardice compliance is all it is. It's not virtue. So, you know, Advanced GG and their CEO made their public statements. And that's my response to you and everybody else that keeps bending to this culture. If your virtue only shows up, (laughs) or when it most often shows up, because you're browbeat into it, and you're pressured into it, it isn't virtue. It's cowardly compliance, is all it is. It's just cowardice. It's, it's, well, we, we better do what we're told here. Is it virtue if you're essentially forced to do it? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you're externally pressured to do it, is it really virtuous? Is it really righteous? Or is it just cowardly compliance to the whims of the culture right the culture has determined that this is what we're supposed to do now and we're gonna bow to it it's not virtue it isn't so that's what I have to say I felt like their words were empty I feel like what the CEO said was empty this is all empty you're doing this because it's essentially what you must do. It's not courageous or brave to bow to internet mob bully tactics. That's not courageous. It's the opposite, right? It's the opposite. So that's what I have to say about that situation. And I feel really bad for the young man that's having to go through it because it freaking sucks when the mob comes for you. It's terrible. It's destabilizing. It's psychologically damaging. And then companies give over to it because they're cowards. Next question is from Agent Atwood. What's your favorite Treyarch Call of Duty game? What's your favorite Infinity Ward? Okay, so I would pick... This is a great question. I would pick World at War uh, for Treyarch, right? That's what I would do. I would pick 
World at War for Treyarch, and then I would pick uh, Modern Warfare 2 for Infinity Ward. I think I'm in good company. I think a lot of people would pick those two, right? Did you know him? I don't, I, I, not really. We joked and stuff back and forth on Twitter. We, we, you know, we were always, you know, cordial and kind to each other. We kind of like, we, we, we had like those goofy flirt tweets back and forth where like guys flirt with each other, you know? It was fun. It was fun. I don't know, I don't know what he thought of me or everything that happened, but I know what it feels like when that happens and I, it's terrible. It's, 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 it's awful. It's really unenjoyable and it achieves virtually nothing. <laughs> it's like, wow, another person now has is making less money and is is going through a psychologically, you know, traumatizing thing of anxiety and fear and and shame and public embarrassment. Good job. <laughs> what a righteous community you are. Look at you go. Like just awful. <laughs> just that's what I always think of. I always think of that. The Joker. Look at you go. Like, that's that's my observation, typically, when this kind of crap happens. So. Um, oh, this is one about Anthem. Uh, Kodiak Moment says, Anyone else think it's ridiculous that Anthem is still available to purchase? I saw it on the Xbox store and just got angry. I don't understand. Why would you be able to purchase it? Why? It doesn't make any sense, you know? It Why is that available? What are you even buying? <laughs> what are you actually buying? What what can you do in Anthem right now if you if, if you buy it? Aren't the servers down? Maybe they'll shut down eventually. I don't know. Um I don't know. <laughs> They never said they're shutting down. They just aren't actively developing it anymore. Oh, I thought they were shutting down the servers. Okay, so I'm I'm acting on bad bad information. So you can buy Anthem right now, boot up and play through it, right? That's like a thing. I think if I sit closer, the mic will be a little bit. Yeah, that's good. Uh, you know, so you can you can buy Anthem right now and just play through the you're buying sadness. <laughs> <laughs> you're buying sadness, bro. Yeah, that's what you're buying. You can play through that campaign and experience the utter sadness of there's a decent content loop here. This is actually kind of fun. And there's nothing, nothing to do. <laughs> nothing to do at the end. Nothing at all, right? It's just an empty shell of a game. With a great, it's got a great, honestly. When you play through the beginning and the campaign and, you know, you're leveling up the javelins and stuff, it really is enjoyable. It, it truly is. It really is an enjoyable time. I enjoyed my time with that game very, very much. But let me tell you, when you get to the back end and you get to the, you get to the actual, <laughs> you get to the actual end game, I guess we'll call it an end game. <laughs> Don't call it an end game. When you get back there, boy, oh boy, is it rough. It, it, it is you quickly realize why that game struggled like there it, you don't have a whole lot of doubt in your mind about what's going on because it's it's it is it is absolutely rough if you clicked on this video because you saw it in the suggested or the search we greatly appreciate that uh if you're new click subscribe so you can talk in the chat we're breaking down all kind of different news today call of duty vanguard reveal i got the details 
uh, of when that'll be taking place, as well as Cyberpunk getting a patch, and then Steam and Microsoft are apparently uh, hanging out. You know, they're, they're hanging out. Phil Spencer went to Valve, so there could be something going on there. Nice new setup. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I'm not a huge peanut butter fan. I wonder if I could get canceled for that. Yeah, maybe. Just give it enough time, you know. <laughs> Don't even think of it as an end game, just sadness. Think of it like a single player adventure game like Uncharted. Beat it and put it on the shelf. Yeah, I mean, if I said that at one point, I was like, this would make a great action adventure game. Like, just give it a beginning, a middle, and an end, and then that's the end of it. Like, and get rid of the idea of, like, an ongoing endgame loop with difficulty. And instead, you just replay the game with a different javelin, right? Like, you're just experiencing it all over again. Uh, with, with, with a different javelin. Just treat it like that, and it's actually a pretty good game. Really, it is. Uh, Star Wars Visions premieres on Disney, so this is a thing. What is Star Wars Visions? Is it is it animated or is it real live actors? It looks animated. Um, uh, it's an anime. Is this a Star Wars anime? Oh my gosh! The new trailer for Star Wars Visions reimagines the galaxy far, far away from the lens of seven legendary Japanese anime studios. Star Wars Visions premieres on Disney Plus on September the 22nd. Holy frick, dude. Disney's about Disney's about to get the weeb the weeb crowd to subscribe to Disney Plus. That's a big audience. <laughs> That's a big audience. Anime anthology. Yeah, it's like what do they do? they called that um they did that with the Matrix. What was that? It was the uh, Matrix what 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 was the Matrix thing that they did? Um they 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 did that with the Matrix. They had all those extra Matrix movies in different animation styles. Uh, and it was really, really cool. How much does Disney Plus cost in the States? The Animatrix. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, oh, my, I remember my older brother showing that to me and we thought it was so cool. There was the one where like the van, the, the truck was floating and the kids were, you know, finding like a, it was like a, it was like a, it was very similar. It was like Thor, the dark world kind of borrowed from it where they went in that one. Um, it's. Actually, Thor the Dark World really borrowed from this. They go in like a warehouse and there's like a floating truck and like there's weird gravity and stuff. There's like glitches in the Matrix, like pockets of of the Matrix that are glitching out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. I really enjoyed those. Those were cool. So Disney Plus about to pull in that crowd, man. The, the uh, I guarantee you that's a demographic that right now is probably not subscribed to Disney Plus. You know, the people that like anime. That that's a, that's a big audience, so Weeb's pirate more than anyone else. Don't hold your breath. I I, I that's Disney though. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. If there's a lot of reliable places to get that stuff. That that could that could be uh, that could be risky. It could be risky. Ashen submitted a question. What games do you feel need, nay, require dedicated servers for them to even be considered an MVP? Minimum viable product is what he means when he puts MVP, not most valuable player. Minimum viable product, meaning it's it's shippable, okay? You buy a minimum viable product and it works, like a toaster. It, you plug it in, it toasts the toast, okay? It doesn't, you know, blow your house up or break or, you know, 
or uh, or make the toast wet. Uh, when is peer-to-peer acceptable? You know, it really depends because like you could play you could play peer-to-peer games and have no problem whatsoever if they're PvP, as long as it is not time sensitive. What I mean by time sensitive is like Hearth Hearthstone as an example. Hearthstone Dungeon um, Magic the Gathering, okay? That can be peer-to-peer, right? Because the little counter is timing down. And, you know, if there's a little bit of latency or lag or whatever, that's not going to completely ruin... I don't I don't think... I don't, I don't think that's going to ruin the game. But when you play a game that is time-sensitive, meaning every millisecond counts, okay? You shooting first, them shooting first, or um, them using their ability first, or you using your ability first, peer-to-peer simply can't work. It just can't. In this day and age, you need dedicated servers or, like, why would anybody take you serious if you don't have dedicated servers? Like, why? Like, what? It's going to run poorly. It's going to be manipulatable. It's going to be, you can knock people offline. You're going to have trade kills or whatever. Peer-to-peer, says Barry, is only acceptable for a smaller dev, not as big of a game. Massive games like COD, Battlefield should not be peer-to-peer. Good morning, Zubair. Well, technologically speaking, Barry, peer-to-peer can't even work for, for most games these days because there's too many players. Peer-to-peer only really worked for smaller game modes. You couldn't do peer-to-peer for like a 25 to 50 person game mode. Everybody's running around. It wouldn't work. You would need you would need a backbone of server support there because it would you know, one person being the host, that'd be a that'd be a nightmare. Um Trade is tick rate. I see trades all the time in Apex. Well, and is there? I, I don't. I've not watched enough Apex to, to know how often trades are happening. But it could be related to the tick rate. Is it? Is it also related to? Are there guns with travel time in 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 Apex? Right. Cue the lag switch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Lag switchers in Call of Duty. They were everywhere, man. They were everywhere. They'd be skipping around the map, and they'd have like eighty-five kills. It was the worst. Good morning, Ginger. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Peer to peer, especially in a shooter, like I just I can't see it working anymore. I really can't. I'm not trying to take cheap shots here, but like, I I cannot see the 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 future of Destiny's PvP really landing in a, in like two or three years. You're going to run out of players, right? You're going to run out of players. You need new players. One of the reasons that Call of Duty and Fortnite and all these games are seemingly constantly resetting and changing and, oh, this is happening now. And, oh, this is happening now. Why? They need players to come back in. They need new players to check the game out for the very first time. I can't see in 2022, you know, 2023... I can't see being like, oh yeah, peer-to-peer is totally fine. What? No. No one's picking that game up brand new and being like, no, this feels great. I just don't think so. If uh, Consider the audience, okay? If you're a PvP fan and you've played 
Call of Duty Warzone and Splitgate and maybe even Halo Infinite. You're, you're, you've gotten a taste for what Deddies feel like. I can't see going into peer-to-peer and being like, no, this is fine. Yeah, this is totally fine. I can't say in peer-to-peer either. Like, see if Thieves servers are sometimes bad and they have hit registration errors sometimes, but for the most part, it feels good. I hit a skeleton, I feel confident. Right. Right, and that game is weird because it's PvP and yet the method of shooting people and moving is just so odd and casual, right? What about peer-to-peer in a game excluding in the PvE? It sounds kind of bad. Oh, even in PvE, it sounds kind of bad. Well, in PvE, it causes all kind of problems. There's, you know, desync and 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 bosses getting their health back and captains getting their health back. And if you do too much damage too quickly, the game doesn't record it properly because it happens too fast. High damage builds you know, tend to break encounters and tend to break mechanics uh, in that game. They do. So, it, it, that is a re- that is related to the peer-to-peer. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. That is related to the peer-to-peer. So, if if you go if you go peer to peer in that game and you go into these big huge in- environments and you go into these big huge fights, hey, somebody use the tip command and tip through the network. Alex with five dollars. Hey Lono and Chat, hope everyone is doing well. I love you all to bits. Thank you, Alex. We appreciate that. Oh, that's Yixels. Thank you, Yixels. Sorry, it had your username at the top. Now everybody knows your real name. <laughs> By the way, love the new background, dude. Solid. We're not even done yet. This is stage one. Uh, we're going to have stage two, which will be more zoomed out, show more of the wall, give us more screen capital. Yeah, this is stage one. And it was a task, it was a real task getting these on the wall behind me to frame well with me in the center it was not easy <laughs> my wife and I spent a lot of time working on it um, but we're very very uh, we're very very happy with how it turned out um, I remember fourth horseman was really doing uh, strong but the damage would reverse yes because the the, the peer to peer can't keep up with it can't. It, it's it's not it's not agile enough. It's not it can't. It's literally not built for it. So when does phase two come out? This weekend and the, for the rest of the week, my wife and I are hoping to build out the rest of the wall. And then I have to go get like one thing. Do they sell can I just walk into Home Depot and buy a baseboard and just tell them what size I want? Is that like a thing? Where do you buy baseboards? We're assuming that's something I can buy at um at Home Depot. I, I think that's where you can do it. You just walk in and say, yeah, I need 14-foot baseboard. <laughs> you know? So, uh, for something that we're doing. Um, imagine getting exposed when you tip. I'm not used to people using that tip form, Yixels. So, it put your name at the top, but I had to scroll down to read your message, and so I didn't see the username at the top. I won't make that mistake again. Sorry. They can also cut to your preference. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, perfect. Um, okay, yeah, there it is. Got it. Yeah, we, we've, uh, you can pay by the foot. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yep, so that is, uh, that's something I'm gonna need for, for the project, because we're, we're really up, we're, we're really upping the, uh, the ante here. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be really, really good. 
um, dancing girls in the background. No, no, we won't be doing that. That's not that's not something that we will be doing. They should have those for X amount of dollars. Yeah, the other thing I would need is I want like a rug or something to go all the way across the floor if possible. Ratchet and Clank blasts into Rocket League. Oh, really? They're doing a Ratchet and Clank thing with Rocket League? That's so cool. Home Depot or Lowe's? Prices are higher now. Keep that in mind. That's okay. That's okay. I only need one. You know, it's not going to be too... It shouldn't be too steep. So, if you guys are new and you're enjoying the show, this is a whole new layout and studio thing that we've built. Continuing to try to uh, increase the value for you. If you guys have been watching for a long time, we do gameplay in the afternoons, and we've now added video game voting for literally Monday through Thursday, pretty much every day. If you upgrade to a Tier 2 membership, you can take part of video game voting in the Discord. As long as you're a member... There's a lot of extra rooms in the Discord that we would love to see people use. If you're trying to find people to play Splitgate with, or when Halo Infinite comes out, or Battlefield 2042, New World, lots of different games, even Destiny, we have a place in there for people to play Destiny. So, we appreciate all of the support and uh, all of the love. Right next to me are all the commands that can help you support directly, like the coffee command. That's my coffee, by the way. Like, we have it shipped to us and I got a bunch of it in my house right now and my wife and kids bag it up and ship it to you so you are uh, supporting me and my family directly when you buy the coffee the, the, the toothbrush, great company you buy it on Amazon, super super great, great price, it's like a $60 toothbrush for like 35 bucks. Uh, I use mine every night, merch and the rest, so if you keep your eye down there on that corner, those are all the various ways to support the stream, those are our sponsors my Led Zeppelin shirt is from 80's Tees, the big cool metal posters behind me are from Displate so you can use those commands, uh, and it'll tell you in the chat where to go. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Ginger. Kid labor. Yes. They're cheap, man. It's great. You just, you give them like a nickel, and they think that they're super rich. <laughs> no, they actually enjoy it. They think it's fun. We definitely Tom sawyer them. We were like, this is fun, isn't it? And they love it. They fight over who gets to, like, carry the bag into the post office and stuff. So we, we 100% Tom Sawyer hustled them into uh, into helping with the coffee. And they make little pictures for you guys. They love doing that. They think that that's really, really fun. So my wife liked the toothbrush and wanted her own, so we ordered a second. I think the toothbrush code, you can use like one per Amazon account. So you might have had to use a separate account or something like that. Um, so... That's how you do it. Same thing with video game grinding. I don't have them doing my video game grinding yet. I'll have to think about that. That's right. The Spider-Man displates fire. If you use the displate command, I have a Marvel collection that I recommend that this comes from that is just stellar. Um, and we also, you can order any displate from the uh, from from the site. Tom Sawyer, I don't get the reference. So in Tom Sawyer, one of the famous uh, instances in Tom Sawyer is he's whitewashing a picket fence. He's painting it white. And he's going on and on about how fun it is and how great it is. And he makes these young boys jealous of the fact that he gets to do it, right? He gets to, to paint this fence. So they start arguing about how they want to and they want to turn. And so he lets them paint for him and they end up painting the entire fence for him. He hustles them into doing the work for him because he's the one getting paid to do it. <laughs> so, can I specify a certain picture when I order the coffee? 
if you make a special request when you order the coffee, my wife will do her best to tell the kiddos to give you a certain picture. Yeah, she'll write it on the on the paper that prints on the label. Um, so, uh, one of your works has been bought. As a result, you're one step closer to getting commission. Right now, your displayed earnings are pending. Wait, did somebody order... Did we submit our own work? Did you do that yet? I didn't realize we had done that. I just got an email. It's acting like somebody ordered... Because we can upload our own artwork uh, to uh, to display. I didn't realize that we uh, had done that. Have we uploaded our own? I'm not seeing it. Displates. I just have recommended. I don't see... Maybe it's just letting me know we... Uh, we had some we had some sales i think like 20 people bought yesterday like tw- not 20 people but 20 displates were sold yesterday so um, thank you to everybody who did that we greatly appreciate you guys uh, supporting and supporting new sponsors um <laughs> doesn't he also charge them like 25 cents to help him paint Oh, he does, does he really? Oh, he double, he double hustles them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I bought like four yesterday. Yeah. I wish my wife would let me order one. We have no space on the walls. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I ordered three. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. The coffee is ground, Justin, because um, right down here it says light roast ground. Uh, that's easier. You know, I would wager, I would hazard a guess. or more of the people ordering coffee are not, they don't have a bean grinder in their home, so uh, unfortunately I know whole bean is great I know it is, but we we do literally a skid, I get like 500 of these at my house, and then you guys buy them, and so doing whole bean, we can't do like a split order Uh, it'd be great if we could, but we can't we can't do a split order of like, hey can we get a hundred bags, whole bean, and four hundred not. We we don't have that ability, unfortunately. Um, Eugene says, "I typically grind my own beans, but I don't mind this." I mean, people in chat can tell you how how amazing this coffee is. Like, I'll let them sell you on it because it is incredibly tasty and very drinkable. And so, not getting it as a whole bean is a bit of a bummer, but it tastes phenomenal. Um. Whole bean kind of messes with the consumer on the price. I mean, we, I don't think it would cost us any more, so we wouldn't pass that on to you. I don't think. I think whole bean would maybe even speed up the process. I don't know. So, doesn't melt. <laughs> Do the displates glow, or is that something else? That's something that I did. That is something that I did. It was a bit of a project. That we have tape light on the wall, LED tape lights on the wall behind them. And when they were flat on the wall, the way they, they'll work for you, it didn't look good. I had to literally create like a shadow box spacer out of cardboard. So they're off the wall by about that much to create the glow. It was, it was a project, man. I had no idea what the heck I was doing. <laughs> I had no idea what the heck I was doing, and uh, it turned out really, really good. It's wonderfully earthy, says Sid. My whole bean bags don't go as fast as ground, in my opinion. Um, they don't go as fast. Same weight, you don't get as much out of it. But it does generally taste better. Oh, okay, I understand what you're saying. Nothing grinds my beans more than a peer-to-peer connection. 
bold coffee very good says Deeds. Lono's beans taste amazing settle down uh, wow and Eugene hates everything that speaks volumes he does not hate everything ground coffee ruined PvP I love that callback that is such a great joke my wife just came down and said three bags or no she she, she insists on three a day so three a show three a show my goodness we're gonna have to cancel some of our shows <laughs> do you know how many games of ga- that what <laughs> I said did you guys hear what she said I said we're gonna have to cancel some shows she's like they already were wow you are just ruthless. Somebody said yesterday, was there a game that you would never stream? And I was like, I don't know. She texted me and said Destiny. And then she put like a laughing gif. And now today, yeah, she's making her own little canceled jokes. Just an absolute burn. Unbelievable. Keeping me humble, I guess. I am not going to come sit in your lap. No, not after that. Three bags a day. Holy cow, I can only stomach one or two cups before I switch to water. <laughs> Buy it up, Kodiak. What are you doing, dude? Buy it up. <laughs> the shots, oh my gosh, the shots. Yeah, she doesn't, dude, she doesn't hold back, dude. She's, she's rough. She's rough. She's rough and tumble. Um, you should hear what she has to say about the people who canceled me. It's great. We need an open mic night with Madam. <laughs> no. Yeah, she doesn't know. That's true. She does not insult. She calls it like it is, and she's 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 got a lot of those 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 fakes and phonies pegged. Man, it's great. <laughs> These people didn't. Uh, we need to not save for work, madam ASAP. No, 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 no. She said, "Join the Discord." She'll comment. Yeah, that's how we'll get people in the Discord. Become a member. Become a member, and we'll we'll have a we'll have a little you know madam event in the Discord. Right, Madam and Snow would be great on the mic together. We'll settle down, Hex. That's not the kind of content we're trying to create here. Okay, <laughs> I don't know why, but I make a pot a day and a bag lasts me like three weeks. Jeepers, that's a lot though. You'd love to know what she thinks. Get out, the kids are coming. Get out. Oh, they are? Well, somebody wanted to know if they could make like a special request for the pictures, you know. My wife says if you want to make a special request for pictures, it's a three-bag order only. What are you doing? Yeah, you're wiggling your butt. He, my, my son is, you got, yeah, he's, he's, do the minion they're turning around and shaking their butts at me this is disrespectful no don't do that (laughs) don't do that (laughs) they were all turned they were all turned around shaking their rear ends at me and my son started going like this to my wife she was in front of me just started giving her a little drum on her butt <laughs> and we're like no 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 cuz then he'll he'll go and he'll go and do that to his friends we're like you can't do that <laughs> you can't do that young man we're working on that we're working on respecting space cuz they love to wrestle and you know relatives come to town I mean they you know, everybody's wrestling and having a good time and they don't they don't understand 
that people have like a personal space bubble around them that they like to be respected. So, <laughs> oh man, it's funny. Our one percent wholesome for the day. That's right. That's right. The rest of the show is not wholesome at all. But when the kiddos show up, it is. Uh, it is fun. They. Uh, but my wife said, if you want to request a specific drawing, you have to order three bags. You got to do the big order, the three bag order. So, sorry. <laughs> Oh, man. Playing Hades. I booted up Hades last night on my console. I got it all installed Game Pass because I was going to record a 30-minute, and I ended up not doing it. And I was just struck by the art style. It's just so great. I love their art style, you know? It's great. It's so, so good. It's And the sound, too, like the music. Just such an excellent little game. Uh, such an excellent, such an excellent little game. Is Hades worth trying out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a rogue, right? Keep in mind, it's a rogue, so you got to know what you're signing up for. Not everybody likes a rogue. Not everybody likes dying and going back to the beginning. I'm, I'm one of those people. I, I don't. I dislike rogues because I love them so much. Like, their graphics and their content loop are so good and enjoyable, I actually hate them because I like them. It's not like I can just throw them away and be like, yeah, it's not fun anyway. Like a fighting game or a sports game, I don't even like them. So who, I, like, I'm indifferent. I'm like, I don't even play them. But a game like Hades, Curse of the Dead Gods, Dead Cells, I'm like, oh, I'm like, please don't be a rogue, you know. And then they are. Three bags with YouTube Premium. That's right. Every indie you play on gaming now has to start with, is this a rogue? I always check that. I used to, you know, it, this is this is gonna make Ashen very happy. I used to check to see if it was a rogue. Or if it said it was Souls Light or Souls esque, and I would avoid the Souls games. And now I'm like, oh, it's a Souls game? What's going on in here? <laughs> What's going on in here? What do you guys got going on? How tough's your game? Like, let me take a crack. Let me take a crack at this game. You know, I used to do that. I'd be like, no, oh, if it's a Souls, if it's got Souls esque, I don't want to play it. You know, now the only thing I avoid is Rogue. I'm like, I don't want to play it. You know, or. If it's a rogue, it's good for 30 minute. It's good for a short video. Hey, check this game out. Like, Blade Assault is a really, really good rogue, but I don't like rogues. But I played it, showed it off to you guys, and then I toss it over my shoulder. Whoop! Just, that was fun. Hour, two hours, I'm good. And that's about all you're going to get out of me. You know, Risk of Rain 2, I did that, you know, a couple afternoons, and I was like, I don't want to play this anymore, you know? Does that mean you'll give Blasphemous another chance? I think my frustration with Blasphemous, though, and, and, th- and this is where the Souls-esque thing is, it, it's still a cautionary, you know, warning for me because I don't know where the frick to go, you know? I wanted to go back to play Salt and Sanctuary, but I was like, I just don't know where to go, you know? And the, 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 the cheap range damage in Salt and Sanctuary was so triggering because you'd get far and you're like am I supposed to be down here and these guys are shooting you from the trees and then some boss surprises you and you're like no and then you're you know you're back to the beginning so <laughs> what about dunge crawlers yeah those kind of dunge crawlers i mean i don't know i i, en- I enjoyed myself i enjoyed myself that game did you see all the controversy surrounding that game cuz the one guy i guess the one all the different guys you can like romance i guess one of them has like stalker tendencies or something and people felt like the warning they they they're rewriting the warning about the one character and then they're going to like change some of his dialogue or something i was like i'm i'm curious about something um so in video games 
bad things happen and there's villains, right? Like murder, you know, war and genocide. Do we have to, do we need warnings on that now? Like, just so you know, if you've ever gone through any of this, this game has that in it. Like, I just don't understand. Like, what what is going on now? Does every game need to come with a trigger warning? If 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 you're upset by seeing flowers trampled, lawnmower simulator, it might it might be tough for you. You know, it might be tough for you to play this game. <laughs> what tier do you have to be to vote in the Discord under game voting? Tier two, tier two, cat. They gave the warning when you start the game. James, there are people saying that the warning isn't good enough and that then that the, the game or something uh, needs to adjust his dialogue or something. People were messing with the voice actor on Twitter. <laughs> it's just it's just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. The, the brazen sense of like, well, we're righteous about this, so we're going to go and get you. You know what I mean? I don't know. You're not allowed to tell complex stories because the world is softer than baby. Sh- yeah. <laughs> It's just, I don't, I don't, I truly, I truly don't get it. I don't, I truly don't. You're, you're entering into a fantasy and, and, and really good stories have villains and darkness and evil and bad stuff, you know, like, I don't understand. So in that game, you've got a guy doing that. Like, I don't, I don't understand. That was, that was his character's. You know, he, he. I remember being like, I don't like this guy. I wasn't answering his texts. I was leaving him on read because I was leaving him on read. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not answering this guy. It's just unbelievable. You know, it's like you literally play a game where people are getting dismembered and stabbed and shot, and you're like, yeah, that's fine. You know, but you know, this game here, oh no, it's got this guy. There is gonna. He's got stalker tendencies. I'm like. Okay. <laughs> Plenty of people have have lost loved ones to sickness and death and murder. <laughs> like better put a warning on those games too, I guess. <laughs> I don't support murdering. I'll get so many likes with that tweet. That's right. Oh, man, I, don't <laughs> I got to the final boss of the temple and died. And man, I was ticked. Not because I died, but because it took forever to get there. The gold rooms take so long. What are you guys? Are you guys talking about? You guys were talking about that the other day. Was it Curse of the Dead Gods? Maybe Dead Gods combat is my favorite of all the rogues I play. But a good build run takes so long. Hades has a fifteen to twenty minute run. Dead Gods is thirty to forty minutes, and that is exactly why I stopped playing Returnal. I just felt like the front end investment was too heavy. I had to do too much. I had to do too much just to get to uh, just to get to the, uh, the the you know the biome three strength that I felt like I needed. I did not like it. You know, if I was to be a murderer, my nickname would be Fox Murder, like Fox Mulder. Yeah, that's that's very cute. I don't think that would help you in your. <laughs> I don't think that would help you if they arrested you. You know, like. I just want everybody to know my name is Fox Murder. Like it's it's not that clever, okay? And neither are you, because you got caught. <laughs> you know. I thought that a forty minute, a forty-ish minute run in Dead Cells wasn't bad. Yeah, 
can't wait for Recompile. Recompile is one of the games you can vote on right now uh, to make me play Monday. We were going to play it Thursday, but we really think we want to play Ghost of Tsushima day before to give it an opportunity, you know, to me an opportunity to finish it. You know, to have that opportunity to finish it and to go in, get everything done before the director's cut on Friday. So Recompile and 12 Minutes are potential votes for Monday. Um... 100% 100% Dead Cells and Hades hit that sweet spot for the time investment. It can be really hard to play a game like that when you feel like you're spending more of your time not doing the thing. Does that make sense? Like, I want to do the thing. What thing? Well, I, I want to go and kill that boss. I want to go and beat Biome 3. Okay, we'll do all this beforehand. Well, if I'm spending a disproportionate amount of time doing that instead of the thing I want to do, it le- it, it's, it feels unsatisfying, right? It's like, I want to get better at Biome 3. I want to play it, learn it, practice it, get better at the combat rhythms, and beat it, okay? But when I spend 80% of my run prepping for Biome 3's strength, that's dissatisfying. I want to go... Does that make sense? It... I'm not demanding the game give me a shortcut or a handhold. I'm just explaining the psychology behind it. It's like my brain isn't tethered to that 85%. It feels like uh, drudgery. It feels like the homework assignment. You know what I mean? So it's like you, you, you've, you, you, you get to a place where you're like, I'm not even getting to do the thing that I want to do. For me, the thing is mainly build crafting and rogues. And that still applies. Right. Right. Gave up on Returnal, couldn't do it anymore. They rebalance it, so how recently did you quit? We need 30 more likes for 400 likes. If you guys are enjoying the show, smash that like button. Appreciate it very much. We had Train submit a question, not really a question. Love the new setup, Lono. Keep up the great work and creature and family. Wishing you the best. Thank you very much. We appreciate you doing that. You guys that are paying members can use that question command and they pop up on the screen like that now. More, a little bit more interactive and uh, and immediate for you if you enjoy using that command. We're talking about Call of Duty, the Call of Duty Vanguard reveal. It'll actually be revealed in Call of Duty Warzone. And we're also talking about the Cyberpunk 2077 update, the patch that is incoming. And we are talking about Steam Deck and Microsoft, apparently in talks, Phil Spencer apparently took a trip to uh, apparently took a trip to Valve and uh, was talking with them and checking out the Steam Deck. So we're not sure exactly what that means. Um, Hilly submitting a question says, "What did Phil say about the Steam Deck?" I mean, I suppose I could give you the story. I could give you this the the the, the, the skinny on it. Um, we uh, we don't quite have the scene that I want yet for shorts, but uh, we we can we can shift and use this for now for now. So there is there's the Steam Deck, um, and I can give you I can give you my uh, my four minute on it. I can give you the four minute on it. Actually, we have a lot of the we have three of these to do today. We do, and. Um, what we'll, what we'll probably end up doing, there you go, there it is, in, in all of its grand uh, hugeness. Um, 
we've got three to do we've got the Call of Duty Vanguard reveal Cyberpunk patch and the Steam Deck from Microsoft and I think what we'll do is I will take a quick break and we'll come back and do those and you can submit your questions about them and we'll continue to pull those up on the screen that is something reserved for members if you're enjoying the show uh, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss these streams I am a safe for work broadcaster you don't got to worry about what I'm going to say on stream a lot of people throw me on in the background this is video game radio and it is safe to keep on safe for work and Monday through Friday we're doing this then we do gameplay in the afternoons and tier 2 members can do video game voting in the discord to influence what happens and what games get played in the afternoon we'll be playing Greek Memories of Azure today it launched today and I got a code so we'll be checking that out and then this week's got some great stuff in it with Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. So, use all the commands down here in the corner if you want to support the stream or support the sponsors, and I'll be right back. Okay, stream is safe for work. Chat is full of people saying this. And by people, I mean me. That's right. That's right. Mm. 
Are you going to cover D2 reveal next week? I didn't even know there was a reveal. I don't really care about or follow that game anymore, homie. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. I, I don't pay any attention to it. Right? Don't really give two rips about it. Uh, let's let's do let's let's get through these stories here, and then you guys can submit some questions. Uh, and we can uh, we can talk about them with a little bit more detail uh, under our belts. So the Steam Deck one is what Hilly asked about. So we'll do this one first. Um, for the first time since the late 1980s, the Japanese sales charts are dominated by a single console. Console. The late Famitsu results when tracking physical software sales from the 2nd August to the 8th of August are completely occupied by the Nintendo Switch titles. To clarify, every game from 1st position to 30th position belongs to the House of Mario's hybrid hardware. There were times during the 90s where Nintendo completely conquered the charts, but software has divided was divided between Famicom, Super Famicom, and Game Boy. This is the first time every single game has belonged to a single piece of hardware. Jeepers. The Nintendo Switch just dominating. Just dominating. So glad you're covering this today. Thank you. <clears throat> so, so this thing, I actually think has a lot of potential, and I'm going to talk about uh, why. So, 2-19-30. And this is for... Uh, we're doing it in a different order, because Hilly submitted a question. This is about the Steam Deck and Microsoft. Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. And this one's going to be about the Steam Deck and Microsoft. Phil Spencer apparently having some words about the device very recently. If you like these short videos, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button. Or check out the links below to my main channel where I live stream Monday through Friday and cover these new subjects. So the Steam Deck was announced very recently and there's been a lot of mixed feedback about it with people talking about the ergonomics the the processing power how much storage it has and then it became known that Valve seemed to indicate that they want other hardware companies to make Steam Decks and they're not opposed to other software running on the device not the same as like a Nintendo Switch where it's all proprietary to Nintendo recently according to thegamer.com Spencer shared his impressions after almost a week of using the Steam Deck so Phil Spencer takes to Twitter and when he mentioned his visit to Valve in a conversation with Gabe Newell about the new PC console hybrid so Phil Spencer actually took a trip to Valve now I don't think he just went there just to hang out and 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 to get a Steam Deck I think they were potentially talking about how they can work together The report goes on to say, while he didn't go deep into details, Spencer believes that the deck will win the audience as playing games such as Halo or Age of Empires on the go, quote, feels good. Spencer posted a picture of his Steam Deck with Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition, Halo the Master Chief Collection, Forza Horizon 4, Gears Tactics, and both Half-Life games installed. The Xbox head spoke high about the handheld screen size and controls, but most importantly, he added that, quote, the xCloud works well. Therefore, Spencer seemingly confirmed that the Steam Deck can run Microsoft games through the xCloud streaming service. Now, we have heard the xCloud beta has been going very, very well, and this could be the perfect opportunity 
to get it bigger on the radar of gamers and bigger on the map with something like the Steam Deck to empower players to say, listen, I'm not a huge fan of Steam, but I love my Game Pass, I love my Xbox games, and xCloud compatibility on a device like this would be phenomenal. Even recently, Phil Spencer was was quoted at talking about how Game Pass is not going to land on something like a Nintendo or the PlayStation because those platforms are not interested seeming to leave it open that they are open to it like hey we would put game pass on those devices now the report goes on to say this probably means players will be able to use steam deck not only for their steam or epic game store games library but for microsoft exclusives found in xcloud as such it'll be possible to take your favorite xbox games on the go as for now spencer's words shouldn't be considered as an official cross promotion yet it's certainly a promising thing while microsoft is surely interested in getting xcloud and xbox game pass beyond pc and console just recently spencer debunks rumors that xbox game pass will be coming to the nintendo switch and this is what he had to say we have no plans to bring it to any other kind of closed platforms right now mainly because those closed platforms don't want something like game pass now luckily that's different for the steam deck so this could be the the strategy right going over to valve getting a steam deck hinting at the fact and then eventually landing xcloud and game pass on the steam deck to make other platforms consider just how viable that will be especially once they start cashing in on the fact that they now own bethesda and some of those bigger titles launch if they're exclusive to the x cloud xbox game xbox platform that could turn the tide in their favor i for one don't imagine nintendo or sony will ever play ball with microsoft but time will tell steam deck might be just the beginning if you like these short gaming news videos be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button and i'll see you in the next one okay so that is uh that's the steam deck story that is the uh that is the steam deck story let me give you the call of duty one as well because i know a lot of people are here for that the call of duty vanguard reveal people are kind of curious about that if you're not aware of how they're going to do this it's actually pretty interesting in the way the reveal will happen and we're actually going to do our best to cover that we're gonna we're gonna make sure we're all up to date uh and able uh to showcase that live when it takes place now obviously the the concern would be servers and everything else uh but we're gonna do our best to ensure that uh that you guys are able to enjoy that reveal uh very very soon and so we'll have this running over uh over here over my shoulder for this announcement um, and we're hoping to get this scene a little bit more uh, polished. I did this this morning just to l- enable me to do these uh, these recordings. So, and I actually haven't even watched this trailer yet. It's uh, it's pretty cool the way they have this set up. It's pretty nice. Better open it now. Yeah, I'll have to plug my Xbox in and make sure it's uh, it's good to go. Cause yeah, it's uh, those updates are usually pretty massive. Um. All right, we'll go at twenty five thirty. And if you haven't hit subscribe, the bell button, or the like button yet this morning, consider doing that. We want to earn your sub. We feel like we do that with a pretty uh, with a pretty good show here uh, every every single day. So thank you guys so much for being here enjoying the show and submit those questions if you want we'll do that after we'll go through your questions after we get through these segments 
Thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one about the Call of Duty Vanguard reveal and the details of where that's going to land. If you like these short gaming news videos, be sure to hit subscribe, the bell button, and consider using the link below in the description if you want to catch my live streams. I do that Monday through Friday, and we break down these news segments. We've been covering a lot of stuff with Call of Duty as of late with respect to anti-cheat, them hinting at the fact they had to delay some things because of anti-cheat and that big things are coming, and we now have an official response and announcement that it is going to be called Call of Duty Vanguard, as well as when you can learn more. So PC Gamer reported on this. The long-rumored and now officially confirmed next entry in the mainline Call of Duty series is subtitled Vanguard, and it will be revealed through a trailer in Warzone on August 19th at 10.30 Pacific Time. Okay, so actually inside the game of Call of Duty Warzone. So if you're watching this right now live while I'm recording it, or you're watching the video later, get your game updated before the 19th because we all know those updates take a really really long time and it can be a bit of a task to get it you know to download and install it can be pretty long depending on your internet speed so be sure to do that ahead of time you can see there uh in our little snapshot of the trailer that the reveal will be on the 19th which i'm recording this on the 17th so by the time this hits the other channel as an upload you'll have a bit of a warning Now, more from the report. The information comes from an official promotional image posted on the PlayStation Store, possibly before it should have been. This is pretty much how Activision announced Black Ops Cold War last year, and it's a strategy that seems to have paid dividends in that case. Vanguard has been the subject of many leaks recently, with the name itself the first thing to become public earlier this year. The game is apparently set during or near the time of World War II, and a clutch of recently leaked images supported that rumor, showing period-appropriate soldiers with a mix of a bunch of weaponry in an environment containing palm trees. There was also a screen showing Vanguard characters, skins, and weapons for Warzone. Activision subsequently went after places hosting these images to take them down, so make of that what you will. If they're requesting that images are coming down and to be taken down, they are likely legitimate images. Now, we did a big poll this morning. A lot of people are divided on modern shooter versus World War II. Like, which do they like? 75% of the people that took the poll in chat said they prefer modern shooters over the World War II era. And many people feel that way. They feel that the World War II era feels dated, clunky, and unenjoyable. Some people are on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. They feel that the World War II era is sort of synonymous with Call of Duty, and that to them is staying true to the brand. I, for one, think they're going to continue to swing between the two. One year, it'll go World War II. The next year, it'll come back to modern or future because they know there are pockets in the community that prefer both sides. One cannot be the theme for forever. You can't just stay modern for forever or World War II for forever. Kind of like back when we bounced between World at War, Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops. You kind of bounce between eras, between the Infinity Ward releases and the Treyarch releases. I would not be surprised if we're set up for a very similar pattern, especially since Activision put 10 studios on the Call of Duty product. 
Call of Duty is now more than a game series as much as a mini-games industry with anything that they push out. This is likely to be the strategy going forward. They're going to continue to push out new games and update Warzone and other things to keep those player funnels full. The real question is, is anti-cheat coming with this and will it make a difference? As always, if you like these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button and I'll see you in the next one. There you go. So that's the Vanguard hype. Get your Warzone updated. Get Call of Duty ready to go. If you're if you're wanting to be a part of that uh, this week, you know, on the 19th, we're gonna we're gonna make sure we're able to do that here. Uh, we want to make sure that we, we we have our game updated and can give you guys um, that that reveal. Probably just a trailer, but it, trailers are uh, are enjoyable. Those those big. Those big releases are uh, are exciting. Last but certainly not least, Cyberpunk getting an update. Uh, Cyberpunk getting an update, a new patch coming, and we talked about this a little bit this morning with respect to the fact that, like, can this game get back on track? Can it really right the ship? And I don't think you can do that with patches alone. I think it's going to require quite a bit more uh, than that. So, the uh, let me get this one going here. Two thirty-one uh, will be our timestamp for Cyberpunk. And I know you guys like me going back and playing this game, so we shall see. <clears throat> hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. In this video, we're gonna be talking about an incoming Cyberpunk patch and what exactly. They're setting their sights on for this Cyberpunk update. If you're watching this on my Shorts channel, please hit subscribe and the bell button or consider clicking the link below in the description to come over to the live stream channel where we're every day. So we've played Cyberpunk and covered Cyberpunk pretty extensively on the channel. I've continued to say I'm in the corner of CD Projekt Red. I would love for this game to experience its No Man's Sky moment, its big comeback moment. We would love to see that happen. Um, I, for one, have said, and I said it this morning, I don't think patches and quality of life improvements is going to necessarily achieve that. I made comparisons to Anthem. Anthem was a broken game at its foundation. It didn't really have a complete game at its foundation, and all the patches and updates in the world wouldn't get it back on track. And if you draw a better comparison, I, I would say, to The Witcher 3. The Witcher 3, at its core, was a really, really good game at its foundation. And then when they patched all the bugs out, the good game could emerge from that. I think Cyberpunk at its core is a pretty mediocre open world game. And even if you fix a lot of the bugs, problems, and glitches, it cannot really emerge like the the success that The Witcher 3 ended up being. Now, PC Gamer reported on this and said, CD Projekt Red has a new post about some of the changes coming with patch 1.3, but only some. Apparently, a full list of changes is coming soon. The changes incoming are at least fairly significant improvements. The most consequential for moment-to-moment play is an overhaul of the mini-map, something that modders managed within a few weeks and a common complaint among players since launch. This goes hand-in-hand with what I was just saying. This isn't necessarily making the game better. It's fixing a foundational quality-of-life complaint that has been in existence since the beginning. More from the report says, This navigation update is detailed only through Cyberpunk 2077's now tiresome trope of in-universe reporters who always appear to get chased off when they might 
for uh, Discover Something. The video above, they have a video in their report, shows the new minimap in action. While the only real CD Projekt Red comment came from the programmer that commented on it and said, with the new minimap system software update, you are able to see more and navigate better, drive fast, and drive safe. It's also bringing overhaul to the clouds portion of the game, a nightclub dollhouse where players make decisions that are basically badly explained. So, again, more just smoothing of rough edges, not an actual groundbreaking change. CD Projekt Red's UI programmer Natalia writes, It was one of my first tasks when I moved to this project, and I was digging into the code for a long time before I wanted to understand our UI video system. And at the end, I realized that the problem is in the video setup. Value for video time was shorter than the video sequence. This way, players will better understand the decision they are making in the story sequence. And the final change announced will be a much easier way for players to reset their perks. A possible way of doing this will be using the uh, Tabula e Rasa cards, but at an exorbitant cost. So if you want to essentially respec, quote, for our players, this feature will mean safer experimentation with builds. It is easily accessible and affordable for everyone. So there is no need to hesitate when investing perks. So I don't know why the reporter is saying it's an exorbitant cost. According to CD Projekt Red, they're wanting to make that an affordable change. Respecking is one of the greatest ways in a game to not make somebody feel skill point paralysis or investment paralysis. Like, what should I invest in? What should I update or, or build? Well, if you can come back around and, and basically <laughs> reset it, that's a nice feature. So these are all coming with the patch 1.3. It was teased on the 19th and apparently should be released on the 29th so that's right around the corner will be enough to help this game getting back in a better place that's up to you and anybody else playing it as always if you like these short gaming news videos hit subscribe and the bell button and i'll see you in the next one okay so if you got questions about any of those segments any of those news pieces be sure to submit those with the question command uh, and Kodiak has one not related to anything we covered, but that's okay. We allow for that. So that was an answer kind of to the question from Hilly, but Kodiak says, what community milestone would it take to convince you to let your kids dye your beard on a live stream? I don't really do stuff like that. That's not really something we've ever been too keen on. Like cut your hair, shave your head, dye your hair, shave your beard, all that stuff. I tend to stay away from those kind of incentives. What we try to build is a value structure, um, and we want that value structure to drive the membership numbers and the milestones so that people feel like they're getting uh, a service, a feature, something that drives that, that loyalty, that engagement. We want people in the Discord. We want people using the LFG. We want people doing video game voting. So I don't like the idea of like, hey, let's drive this number so I'll shave my head or dye my hair. Even when I did charity drives in the past, I just didn't like doing that. So what's good, Snow? Good to see you. Um, another question here coming in from Gail. Do you think Steam Deck is a side grade for an i7-4770K GTX 1060 tower? I'm planning to sell my PC after getting a Steam Deck and can get the same amount of money that the deck costs. I'm I'm the worst person to ask these types of questions because I am just not a tech guy. I couldn't tell you. You'd have to look up comparisons between the graphical prowess of the Steam Deck and what you currently have 
to try to draw your conclusion. I'm just I'm the I'm the worst guy to ask about this sort of stuff. My sister sent me a text message last night and she was like, "You're the tech guy, you know, you're the tech brother in the family or whatever. What's a good laptop that won't break the bank or whatever?" And I was like, "I I don't know." I was like, "You go to Amazon and read reviews." I was like, "You know, the semiconductor shortage is going to be driving cost up and making it kind of tough." I said, "But, you know, I I'm I'm just I don't I don't keep up to date on any of that stuff." Just because it's just I I just didn't I'm not in that world, you know. When it comes to PC gaming and PC performance, I I've always kind of taken the attitude of like just give me something super strong and, you know, and I'll and I'll be willing to pay for it. I don't I don't want to have to think about any of that stuff. So, Steam Deck is going to get a massive value with the AMD FSR FPS boost. The Steam Deck is 1.63 teraflops, a 1060 is like 4.4. Abe says you might be get similar performance, but you're going from a 1080 to like 780 or something. Yeah, it's a downgrade performance-wise. So everyone is is agreeing here for you that uh, you're you're going to be a bit of a downgrade. Um, so I don't uh, I don't I don't necessarily I can't comment more much more than that. For personal use, you can't beat machine refurbs. Well, yeah. I'm always hesitant to turn people over to a, ma- a machine refurb. You know, I I don't I don't know if I, I I'm bad about that. Like when people like want a recommendation of what to buy, I very rarely am like, dude, let's uh, let's you know go get this, go buy this. I do that with some games. I'm like, oh man, you got to get this game. Somebody was like, what game should I get for my PS5? Well, that's easy. You know, I can I can make pretty strong recommendations there. But a lot of the time, I just can't do that. I don't I don't like you know saying oh hey you know make sure and make sure and buy this or or support this or whatever unless it's something that i use myself or you know it's something that i enjoy when it comes to hardware and tech i'm usually like man i don't know do your research and make the decision that you think is best for your you know your situation uh question from ashen will the steam deck give the switch any trouble or does nintendo bring nintendo meaning they won't have to pay it any mind I don't think they're even remotely in the same hemisphere of competition because I don't think the Steam Deck is even setting its sights on that demographic. The Steam Deck is setting its sights on on a gaming demographic that kind of like wants to take gaming with them and partnering up, you know, potentially with uh, with with Microsoft is a is a way to do that to get people like xCloud, Game Pass, all of that, you know? I, I I do. I think that that is a uh, that's that's a great way for for them to really get it out there. But the, the, the Nintendo Switch market, I mean, we, we just read a report about their absolute dominance. Number 1, I don't think you can even threaten the Nintendo Switch right now at all. And number 2, I just don't think the Steam Deck is 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 putting themselves in a position to care about that right for a handful of reasons I just, it seems to me that they're attempting to create a a mobile gaming almost like a mobile gaming PC like replacing like a laptop and they want other companies to make Steam Decks like I wouldn't be surprised if we see like an Alienware Steam Deck because they want to make it stronger or whatever like I think Valve wants this to be the entrance level and then if you want to go like big dog crazy you can right so, 
that's a, that's that's how I view it. I nobody can touch Nintendo on 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 certain things, and the the current dominance of the of the Switch in the landscape is just undeniable. You know, is anyone that doesn't already have Steam buying this in significant quantities? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know Eugene. I don't know the numbers of the sales. Snow says, is your background live or is a high quality photo of your setup and put on a green screen? No, that's live back there. I can go back. I can go back and touch it. I said that I need like something to periodically throw back there. We're going to go with like a more, um, see, it went back there. You can even see the light on my arm, right? You can see the light on my arm. Um, it just looks so good that people think, nah, that can't be real. <laughs> no, my wife and I built all that. We built all that. Um, we're gonna go with a more zoomed out look in the future, and it'll it'll you'll see you'll see like a little bit of the shape of the room, a little bit of the floor will be kind of along the bottom, and uh, it'll be it'll be a little bit more obvious. Like, hey, that's that's re- that's a real wall back there. <laughs> so, and I can change those. Like, I changed that. Uh, this morning I swapped out the Dark Souls for Spidey so you could do darts yeah a little nerf gun and just like try and shoot Jin or uh, or Spidey get a laser pointer for the disc plates yeah maybe I can like shine a little laser pointer back there be like it's real it's real because I can I can change we, we were changing the lights yesterday uh, we were letting people um, it's hard to get the the remote the remote has to like I have to like break my arm to get it back there far enough. It's hard. There it goes. There it goes. See? It's like a sweet spot, you know? Come on. There. <laughs> These infrared, man, you got to have it pointed like directly at the light uh, to change the lighting. <clears throat> Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, and I got a Led Zeppelin shirt on today from 80s Tees, so be sure uh, to, to use that, right? She's going to expect me to help her put a new background together. Like, get to work, Hex, man. You got to up that game, you know what I'm saying? You need to have the scenery look as good as the, as the host, you know? So you got some work to do, you know? <laughs> Gilly says, did the LEDs have a live color change mode? The blue and red looks dope. But a live rainbow color change looks really cool too. Well, and that might make it clear that it's real, like if it was changing periodically, right? I don't. There's ways to do that because I've got, I've got fade, fade three, fade seven, slow, quick. Yeah, I, I'm sure we could do we could do some stuff where I have to get out the manual to see how to do that. So. This could be the best move Valve has done for gaming in my memory, but it could be limited uh, a limited wait until it comes out. Well, I think the impact of the Steam Deck, okay, I don't think you're going to see the impact for a couple of years. D- do you know what I mean? It's going to have to land, and other companies are going to have to invest in potentially making stronger versions or because if because if hardware companies get behind the steam deck and start making their own i think that's where the success will come from for the steam deck i don't necessarily think this first iteration is going to do much i don't think it's going to make much of a splash like at all we put some cool shelves under the posters with dope collectibles and stuff 
I don't really want to do that. I like I'm I'm pretty minimalistic. Um, I'm pretty minimalistic, and doing doing a lot of the 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 background stuff and the overlay stuff. Like I uh, I definitely don't want it to get too busy back there. Also, because it's out of focus, it'd be hard to tell what's back there. We were thinking of like having a shelf for like Rageous Rose to be sitting back there, and now we're thinking of like we could put something like over here, like almost like a little shelf so like I could have stuff that's just like setting and like just grab and say hey check it out we got new flavors or whatever but that's like that's a lot closer if I were to take this to the back of the room right now and like hold it up it'd be like what the frick what like what is that you know what I mean just some black black bag or whatever um so we'll see we'll see we can also upload our own artwork and put them on the displays if we want to promote our own stuff back there so our own logos, our own coffee, our own products. So, uh, it's gonna be like the PSP. It's gonna open the door, right? When is the reveal? The reveal is on the nineteenth inside Warzone, right? So, if you want, you can watch it with me. I'll be sure that we can do it. Um, what do we say? It was gonna be like one. It's gonna be like ten o'clock Pacific. So that's one o'clock Eastern. So we'll kind of like maybe, we'll, well, shoot. We're supposed to be playing Ghost that day. We might be doing three streams that day. I don't freaking know how we're gonna do that. Um, yeah, it's not today. They revealed. They did a reveal about the reveal. <laughs> they did a reveal that the reveal is coming, and so I'm telling you about the reveal today. So we appreciate. That you know, folks tuning in and hanging out today. We have we've had a good time and a good discussion. We got 400 likes. Thank you for those likes. You guys are the best. We got a lot of new subs today. If you're a new sub, thank you. If you found this video through you know YouTube search or suggested, we hope you enjoyed your stay today and uh, and that you come back. Variety gaming coverage every day, and you can submit questions as a paying member. Like Hervey here says, aren't you worried about the Steam Deck going the way of the Steam Box? I don't think so because it's quite new product category. Steam is like Apple with touchscreen smartphones. At this point in time, I'm not really ready to make any strong predictions about the the success uh, and the saturation of the Steam Deck. I'm not. But I will say this. I think it's going to take a couple years to get its footing. I think you're going to need other hardware companies to get involved to, again, you know, if you got like an Alienware version or... Um, you know, imagine going to some of these PC outlets and saying, you know, build your own Steam Deck. And you can buy to greater or lesser degrees different strength and power and, and all the rest. So if if they if that happens, then then the platform could potentially grow. Imagine it being like You've got your PC you can play Steam on, you got a gaming laptop, and then you got your Steam Deck. Like you kind of just take your stuff with you everywhere. And if the Microsoft crowd gets involved, all the better. Like, oh, I got my Game Pass, I got my XCloud, I got my Microsoft games with me everywhere. You know, that's another thing. That's that's one of the reasons why I think Phil Spencer went to Valve, you know. Um this game looks so hot, that's supposed to be a clip. Uh oh, Battlefield? They need to show Hazard ASAP. A lot of we, uh, we actually had a lot of people say they didn't feel like the Battlefield beta was all that great. But again, it, it's it's hard to know. It could be pretty limited just to 
stress test the servers, you know. I'm already sold on the stream deck on the Steam Deck, sorry, says distorted. Uh, it's well worth investing for me. I think they should have called it something else, personally. I think they should have called it something else. I think calling it the Steam Deck is confusing because there's the Elgato Stream Deck. But more than likely, that's not necessarily, you know, um, you know, this doesn't, you know, it. to me, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. At, th- at this point, I think stuff can enter the market and sort of test and see and 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 let people see it and get access, but it doesn't necessarily going to determine its fate. You know what I mean? Um, uh, sorry. <clears throat> Next poll, Switch or the Steam Deck? I googled Steam Deck and the Stream Deck came up. Right? Right? Like, I, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, I was talking about that. Like, what they should have done some market research. Like, your name is super similar to another device. Like, you know what I mean? Why wouldn't you call it, like, the, the Steam... I don't even know what you would call it. I mean, Steam Deck doesn't sound that great. Steam... I don't know... <laughs> Steam portal, the Steam... I don't know. They gotta spend some time on it. Because every time I YouTube, do some like YouTube search, like research to see what are people talking about. Yeah, they could have called it the Valve Deck. Yeah. But Steam is more marketable. People know Steam. They recognize the name Steam. The Steam Boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. I don't don't know. The Steam Valve. (laughs) The Crankshaft. Uh, Steam Mobile. Yeah, Steam Boy would have been great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been great. It would have been clear what they were trying to appeal to. You know? Um, Gilly submitted a question. Do you think there'll be a version of the Steam Deck with a SIM card for wireless data or LTE? The Steam Deck is cool, but it's kind of silly to have it portable and not being able to play online on the go. So, I'm curious then... what why would Spencer indicate that it can work with xCloud can you uh, what, can you like dock it and use ethernet I'm not I'm, I'm not I don't have the specs in my brain right now I've, I've I've covered this thing reported on this thing but like I don't think I actually know the answer to this question how do you get the thing Wi-Fi oh Wi-Fi okay okay yeah I mean I the whole LTE you know, 5G SIM card thing. I don't know. I, I don't know if you would even want to try it. Because if you use the Wi-Fi at home for xCloud or the Ethernet, you're getting a good enough speed to make it work. This is one of the, the, the biggest sort of threats and or challenges when it comes to uh, cloud-based gaming is inconsistent speeds. And I don't think I, I I just I don't think that um, you know cell phone coverage is is consistent enough. You know, there's a dongle for the Ethernet. They make a USB LTE SIM card adapter. I think it's just a PC should be able to use that. 
Yeah, I mean, you can buy those. You can, I, you can buy, um, you can buy, uh, like little Wi-Fi hub things to get you on the internet. I remember I bought, I bought one and got service for one because there was really big things happening and I needed to stream and our internet was out at our old place and I wasn't sure if it was going to come back on. We weren't sure how quickly, um. You got the command backwards there, Robert. You gotta you gotta start with the exclamation point. It comes before the Q, not after. The Stanley Steamer. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it it does have Wi-Fi in the handheld, but a SIM card LTE version. I don't know. Again, this is where you could see other companies come in and get involved and and make it. My dad's Audi has a SIM card, so the car has Wi-Fi and GPS everywhere we go. My dad's got signal on his phone, so does the car. It works really well. Plenty of other devices. Yeah, it works well, but it would would it work well for cloud gaming, Gilly? It's one thing to check Twitter or watch a video or play some music. Cloud-based gaming is just completely different. Um, and you need a really, really great internet connection in order for it to work well. I have a 5G phone and a 5G network. I can barely watch your stream sometimes at 1080-60, and people think cloud gaming is ready. Yeah, cr- cloud gaming is probably ready via Wi-Fi, but not via cell cell service. Sim LTE 5G won't be worth it for another five years. Plus, the addition is extremely power hungry. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that would probably eat up a lot of battery. This is always going to be the challenge with a mobile with a mobile gaming device. Battery. You need a strong enough battery that isn't going to be ridiculously heavy, get ridiculously hot you know, and, and, and can hold a charge while running a video card, a big, bright monitor, a processor, the whole motherboard, like playing the games, dude, you talk about eating up, eating up a battery. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're, you're walking around with a little teeny, a little teeny, like handheld laptop gaming rig in your hand, like a low key gaming rig in your hand. The battery, I mean, I just, I can't imagine how long the battery could last when you add another power consumption. I can cloud game kind of well over cell service on my phone. Xbox markets online gaming on your phone with LTE already. I'm sure Tony Stark could figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he could figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that it's not possible, Gilly. I just would wonder, that it, I would think there's a lot of barriers. If you look at the market right now, who would invest in that model, right? That would be the question. Is there a hardware company, a, you know, a, a distributor of sorts that would say, yep, we're, we're going to invest in this. We're going to make a cell version of the Steam Deck. And, you know, and it's going to, and again, power consumption has got to be considered. You know, who are they going to work with? What companies? Is it going to be AT&T? Is it going to be Verizon? Is it going to be any of them? I think a lot of the places that do the SIM card, I think they tell you you can go to any provider, don't they? You just need a data pack, data package. Our game's going to have Steam Deck mode to default settings to reduce battery issues. Yeah, I don't know. Like Steam Deck compatibility optimized for Steam Deck. Is that going to be something that they try to push? You know, hey, you know, if you make your game at this spectrum of, of, power or or power consumption you know would would it uh would it be 
would it sell better? Would it be more marketable? I don't know. Our game's gonna... Oh, I was already read that. It was laggy a bunch with Hades. I'm getting 500 up down wirelessly. Playing Hades on xCloud with one gig internet, I can assure you cloud gaming isn't ready. I've heard very good things about xCloud, though. You're the first person to say that. Most people that are like, oh, yeah, I've done xCloud. Most people are like, oh, it's amazing. It's great. Yo, it's good, Callum. So, I mean, I don't know. There's been a lot of reviews. I've seen more more positive things said about xCloud than, uh, than negative. Yeah. Robert Jones submitted a question. Besides Nintendo diehards, are the Switch and Steam Deck basically the same market? No. Somebody asked this earlier. I don't think they're the same market at all. Number one, I think the the Nintendo Switch is dominating right now in the uh, more than likely in the Asian market with Nintendo property. Right? They're they're dominating, and I think the Steam Deck is primarily a marketing to like mobile PC gamers or PC gamers that want something that's almost like a gaming laptop you know like if you're in the market for a gaming laptop the Steam Deck might be really appealing to you you're like well significantly cheaper than a gaming laptop it'll get the job done it'll let me play some of these smaller titles when I'm traveling or whatnot. you know when I'm out and about but I don't see it at all being in the same market share or even the same market funnel as the as the Nintendo Switch. I'm a huge Xbox gamer, Series S, Series X, but cloud gaming is not very good at all. I've tried it on different devices. I'm not doubting I'm not doubting your testimony. I'm just here to tell you you're the first person to tell me that. Most of the people here that have chimed in that have done XCloud have been like, oh, it's great. It runs really, really well. And a lot of the reports and a lot of the reviews I've even read have, have said similar things. That, yeah, it's great. It, it runs really, really well, you know. Um, the Asian market is mostly mobile. That would be a win over there. Right. The question would be, is there a really popular mobile-style game in the Steam market that could be a hit on the Steam Deck? If that is if that were to happen, then the Steam Deck would enter that market and explode. They wouldn't be able to keep up with the demand. If you had something super popular like a Genshin Impact or something that could only be played in the Steam marketplace and it be, and it became super popular in the mobile audience, well then as long as you can't get it on Switch, Steam Steam stands a chance to explode. But it, that takes a special kind of game. You you know, a game exploding in popularity in a particular market and then driving everybody, you know, Temtem, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, if you look at how Genshin exploded and how popular it it I don't know. Is it odd that I'm getting lagged then, those that use XCloud? I played Gears on 5G fine, says Big Bad Mo. Um yeah, I don't know. I would go and check the forums, check and see if there's videos or guides on how to get better results from it, because I've had tons of people say how excellent it is, you know? Uh, why do you think? Who do you think buys all those Steam, uh, the, the, those games? Right, the X-rated, the X-rated anime games, you know, the waifu simulators, like, I, I don't know if that's going to have a huge market on Steam Deck. 
because if we're honest, not to be crass, I think most people want to play those in the privacy of their own home, not at the bus stop or on a train. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if that market share that buys those games, and believe me, they buy them. Those, those games are insanely popular. I don't think those games would be popular amongst the audience that wants to kind of like take gaming on the go. You know, are you really going to be wanting to play like an X-rated game on the, uh, you know, at the bus stop or riding on the bus? I just don't think so. I think the average person would feel some semblance of, you know, public embarrassment or, you know, it, it would it would it just wouldn't seem like the the kind of game and the kind of audience that would be drawn to the Steam Deck. I don't think. Um I agree with Hobby if you... I'm not sure who you're trying to say who you agree with. Hobby? If you stay away from FPS, most uh, most cloud gaming is great. Play them in bed, though. I mean, again, I'm not trying to be crass. I just think the average person that enjoys those games isn't going to be like, yo, I'm going to get a Steam Deck so I can, again, you know, play where? I don't know. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be a very big audience. I don't think it's going to be a very big audience, like a very big draw, you know? Kodiak submitted a question here. I think the budget consoles, aka the Series S and the discless PS5, will eventually be replaced by a hybrid form factor. Microsoft and Sony would be foolish to ignore the success of the hybrid form factor. So when you say hybrid form factor, do you mean... Like having mobility, like the Switch, is that what you mean? Like a digital version of the Xbox, and you can take like a mobile version with? I don't know. That'd be kind of wild if like Microsoft and Steam worked together and they came up with like an Xbox mobile. So you plug it into your TV and it's awesome, and you like yank the front of it off and go about your day, and it's basically a stronger Steam Deck with Microsoft's branding on it. And then you got the xCloud, you got the Game Pass, you have access to a Steam library if you want it. Um, I don't know, though. I just don't know if that if, if they're going to want to invest in that. I, I definitely don't think Sony wants to. I really don't. Um, I, that, I think they tried. <laughs> if I'm honest, if I'm honest, I feel like they tried. They were like... You know, it, it, they they shut all that down recently. I, I don't I don't think Sony is even going to attempt to lean into the 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 mobile market again. I think Sony's more focused on leaning into the PC market, like bringing bringing their games to the PC market. You know, like a year later, maximizing the revenue. Uh, we know that they brought Days Gone and that they want to bring Uncharted Four. There's rumors about God of War and Ghost of Tsushima. Horizon Zero Dawn already came to PC. Um, I think issue that Sony ran into was a limitation in hardware. I just, I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, it was a, back in the day, the rumored Xbox 720. Oh, was it rumored to have? I, I just don't know. I can already remote play my PS5. Why would I play? Why would I buy another device? Right, right. And here's here's uh, the Ghost of Sushi Mama. Right. Here's the main challenge that you would have, I think, with a PlayStation Five 
coming up with a hybrid form factor, okay? Here's where I think the biggest challenge would lie. Most of what Sony sells you on are games that could not run on weaker mobile hardware. Does that make sense? God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Days Gone, like these centerpiece games of the Sony marketing funnel, they're everywhere. You see the little Sony intro and you see Ratchet and Clank and Returnal. I don't think their centerpiece marketing games and their marketing funnels and their billboards, I don't think those games would run well on like a weaker mobile device. Now, Microsoft's in a different scenario because they were more, they were pretty strong in, they were pretty strong in, in their, in their, you know, their language and some of their promises made about like cross-generational support and 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 maintaining that they also have a huge relationship with all these indie titles and id at xbox and game pass they could have an entire section for that so i could see microsoft leaning into it you know i could i could see microsoft leaning into it but i don't know about the other platform i don't know about sony ratchet and clank could be a good switch game no it couldn't because ratchet and clank would need to gut everything that makes it special the, in, the insanely amazing, you know, just crazy good graphics, the instantaneous load times, and, you know, you're not going to get any of that to run on a mobile gaming device, whether it's, even if they made a stronger Steam Deck, there's just no way. That's why, I, that's, I don't see Sony going that route. I see Sony doubling down on, we had a big debate about this yesterday, with, you know, paying for paying for extra for the uh, the, the, the updates to, to Ghost of Tsushima and the director's cut on PS5, right? I think they want to push the performance and the look of games and get you to buy based on that. That's their marketing strategy. You go back a couple of years ago when I was covering E3 and I essentially said this. I said, Microsoft is focused on building a platform and a cohesive existence across all of their devices and where their software lands I said I think Microsoft's trying to blur the line between console and PC and unify it so then they can approach developers and say this is our user base our user base is no longer purely limited to an Xbox you know an Xbox hard piece of hardware Sony I said at the time Sony seems more focused in doubling down on the incredible amazing high fidelity graphics single-player games like they're focused on games to move consoles microsoft is focused on features and services to get you in their in their funnel like that's all that matters to them they just want you on game pass they don't care if you've got an xbox or two or none or you play on pc they don't care about any of that you know you think they're going to care if a couple million people end up playing you know, Xbox games and doing Xbox Game Pass on a Steam Deck, like, they don't care. They, that, that's that's all that matters to them. I think it's kind of detrimental to the Steam Deck to only be as portable online as far as you have Wi-Fi. If you're out on the, uh, if you're out on a bus with the built-in sims going faster than the tethered Wi-Fi with the bus the phone. Well, that's only if you're playing multiplayer games. Right? That's only that's only if you're playing multiplayer games. You never said that, I swear. 
go watch the tapes. I don't have to prove it to you anyway. I've never been interested in doing that, right? Like, if you don't believe me, I don't care. The videos are there. I, all my all my E3 coverage is still watchable. I have a video about uh, Microsoft versus Sony. I think it's like I think I concluded like both win or something. It's like a ten minute video or something. Um, to quote you from a few months ago, Microsoft is a sleeping giant. Right, right. Microsoft is definitely going to launch Game Pass on the Steam Deck. Their their goal their goal is to literally be everywhere. Like, obviously not on the Switch and the in the PlayStation platform, but like if everywhere you turn, you're like, yeah, I got my games with me, I got my library with me. I'm playing. You know what I mean? How many games are live service? Like Genshin needs an internet connection to play. I I just I don't know. I don't know, Gilly. You could be right. There could be a bunch of people that buy the Steam Deck and are incredibly disappointed that they can't play Genshin in the bus. But there's a lot of people that are like, dude, I just like having all my little indie platformers with me. You know what I mean? If you're playing multiplayer competitive games on a Steam Deck, that's a you problem. I don't think the market... I don't think that market's buying a Steam Deck, Wheeze. I don't. I don't think people that play competitive PvP are going to be like, dude, I can't wait to play some Splitgate on my Steam Deck. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, maybe just to work on achievements and to pass the time, sure. But they're not going to expect to play competitively. They might just want to crank out some daily challenges and do like a daily check-in. Do you know what I'm saying? But I, yeah, I don't think that I don't think that market is going to be like, bro. I'm definitely getting a Steam Deck. Guys that are like sweating it out in you know Apex or Valorant or you know whatever. I don't think they're buying Steam Decks. If they are, they're certainly not playing those games. I feel the demographic. I feel like the demographic for needing a built-in LTE is tiny. Right. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that's the main marketing push of a Steam Deck. The, the marketing push of a Steam Deck is if you want to have a mobile gaming device, like a basically like a laptop that you can hold in your hands that can play games. We got you covered. If you're trying to play online PvP or games like Genshin, I mean that's just that's just not what they're offering. You know. Splitgate on a Steam Deck, I could play it for 30 minutes for fun, but the other FPSs, no. Yeah, it depends on the game and the vibe and what you're doing, you know. Steam Deck is great for those grind tasks like leveling and completing checkbox challenges. Right, playing little platformers like Ori or Hollow Knight, you know. You know what You know what else I think is going to be huge for the Steam Deck? I, I, I really, really think this. Every time... I say I check the Steam database for the uh, I check the Steam database for popular games that are on the horizon. Do you want to know what most of them are? They're simulators, city sims, car mechanic simulators, lawnmower simulator. They are enormous. City building simulations, you know, are anytime it's a sim, it's massive. Humankind is launching. Right, it, 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 huge interest on Steam. Now, I don't know how many of those Sims require an internet connection, but I'm sure there's plenty of them that no, you boot up and there's your save and there's your little city and there's all your things you need to work on and do. Right. More importantly, for fans of emulation like myself, the Steam Deck is a godsend. There, yeah, well, there's that aspect as well. Steam Deck is good for older games and single-player games. I can guarantee you won't have a good time playing PvP on it because you can't see things like on a 27-inch screen. 
Right, again, unless you're just grinding out simple little daily challenges and tasks in something like Splitgate. Like, you want to get your check-in bonus, and you want to work, you know, you slam out a couple of, uh, yeah, you play a couple of gun games, right? A couple of insta-give games. Then you put it, then you turn it off. Outside of that, yeah, I don't see a lot of people grinding out PvP. You're not going to be seeing people booting up, you know, booting up sweaty PvP games on it. Maneater, so many amazing sims, right. Games like City Skylines and Age of Empires will be really good mobile, no internet needed. And they are massive. The audiences for those games are absolutely massive. Simulators are huge. To the point that we tried to come up with ways to play them and make it fun and entertaining. We, we brainstormed for a while. I, we, I could not come up with a way for me to play, to play a, a sim and make it entertaining. I just couldn't. We 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 tried. We we had a lot of uh, we had a lot of uh, different ideas on how to do it, you know, and um, just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> couldn't couldn't come up with a way because they're ridiculously popular, and there there could be a huge audience of people. You know, real time strategy games are going to be great. Yeah, those too. I was playing Humankind on Stadia just an hour ago. Pretty flawless. I'm confused. If Game Pass came to the Steam Deck, uh, would you be able to play any of the games on Game Pass, or is there a limit? It's got to be in the xCloud beta, doesn't it? Or it's got to be in the xCloud... It's got to have that turned on or whatever. So I don't think you can do every game. It's li- it is limited. It's not every single game. I think the goal is to have it be almost every single game, yes. To have the Play Anywhere xCloud feature or whatever. The way I read the report today, it sounded like it's not every single game. There's a selection currently that you can do it. I definitely won't be using a Steam Deck for PvP. That's definitely something for single-player adventure games while you're on a long car ride or on a break at work or something. Yeah. Yeah. A question came in from DefSide. Do you think the Steam Deck price is a big barrier for some people? I won't try it till I can get it for less than 300 you know with hardware and semiconductor shortages and the cost of consoles and stuff i just i don't know if that's a big barrier for people i think if they've decided they want it they'll you know they'll pay the price you know what i mean game pass doesn't need to come to steam deck you just download windows os sure or they could streamline it wheeze (laughs) since you know spencer just visited valve like they could decide to streamline that to make it a little bit easier for people just to buy a steam deck and to roll you know roll into game pass I think you can play most games the PC Game Pass through uh, Proton. Uh, will it be Halo Infinite? Oh, I don't know about that. I really don't know about that. Halo Infinite on a Steam Deck might be... I don't know. Master Chief Collection runs, so if they can if they can let you turn a lot of stuff way, way down, a lot of settings way, way down, if they make it agile, um, if they build an agile version of, the, of that, which I would imagine that they would given the number of, you know, PC the, the PC spectrum that's out there I could see games like Magic Hearthstone and League being popular on the platform also, maybe I think League has has time based things where latency would really hurt the experience, wouldn't it I, I, I'm not a League guy but I would wager, I would hazard a guess that um, um that might not that, not that might not work as well as a card game, you know I'm not a, I'm not a big I'm not a big league guy so I could be wrong. 
Windows just got an xCloud app through the store. It's still in beta. Okay. I could just see Steam Deck. I could just see Valve and Microsoft working to streamline that process so that you could say, hey, you know, I'm gonna... You push a button and it just installs Game Pass, like a Game Pass hub or something. Or whatever version of Windows. The Windows 11 actually would probably be what they're gonna end up doing. Right? The Windows 11 that they're gonna update everything to and they're gonna like update the Xbox to. I would imagine that's what you do. You like push a button and it installs Windows 11 and then there's your hub for gaming, you know. Windows is way too bloated for that kind of hardware. Linux works because it's lightweight. Whoa, right. Heck yeah, I'm going to break out my PowerPoints on the Steam Deck. Yeah, man, get some work done. That's right. Get some get some work done. <laughs> Slam out some spreadsheets, you know. Get some uh get some accounting work done, you know doing work right now you know, that Brian Regan <laughs> he's like the guys up in first class with their laptops out you know <laughs> got a computer I've got a computer here got a computer <laughs> he's like are you from the future yeah that's funny that little bit he does is pretty funny people smart enough to swap out the OS would be smart enough to know it's not a good idea well maybe but if they're trying to get it to run I mean, I'm trying to get game pass on there uh, any other Linux distro? Sure, but Windows? No thanks. Yeah, I, I, I don't like Windows, personally. <laughs> I don't. I don't like Windows. I don't like the way they push out updates. I don't like... I get... I still... I still... It's been years, and no one has solved the micro stutter in OBS. No one solved it. I've had two different rigs. Different hardware, different manufacturers, and Windows and OBS just still to this day don't get along. Actually, it's not Windows and OBS, it's video playback. I can play a video right now in like Windows Media Player, like open it up, and there'll be random little micro stutters. And then I rewind the video, and they're not there, right? What the frick was that? Just anything displaying video in o- on Windows, Windows 10, has random micro stutters. Now, when Windows 10 first emerged, those stutters were significant. You couldn't even watch Netflix. It was terrible. And they fixed that. I think still somewhere dormant in the code of the operating system, it's there's these weird micro stutters. No, it's not about running OBS and admin. No, I do, and it still happens. Like I said... I can open up a, a, a Windows Media Player and just play a video, and the micro stutters are there. Yep, I have Windows Update set to s- disabled. Yep, I've already done all that. Real King Salty coming in, renewing that membership. Thanks for doing that, buddy. Keeping that red badge. Welcome back. Um, oh, those stutters? That's actually something to do with the video decoding and the CPU? Huh. I've never had these issues. They're so microscopic that most people don't see them. Most people don't see them. You've got to literally be watching for them. You have to download a video with like steady movement and watch the steady movement. And all of a sudden in the steady movement, they'll be like, it's that fast. It's that, it's that fast. You can't see it a lot of the times. Linus from LTT has done a couple of videos on it. Really? Any solutions or just saying, yeah, this is just something that happens. Um, 
uh, NVIDIA came out and said to run OBS and admin to utilize the GPU properly. But yeah, yours seems different. Yeah, it's been going on for two years. Two different computers, by the way. So it's not the rig. It's not the hardware. It's not drivers. Drivers have been updated for two years, you know, here and there. It's, uh, it's really irritating. What do we got here? Oh, did you put that stuff in between them? That's not bad. Cookie bread. (laughs) It's the codec. It's not the OS. It's just something that happens. It's the CPU core clock and how it processes data. Hmm. I took that Biscoff spread and put it between apples. It's so good. Remember that stream when everyone and their brother popped in with suggestions? That was terrible. It was awful. What CPU do I have? I don't know. I had two different rigs, two different CPUs do it. Actually, no, three different rigs. Four different rigs. Two gaming rigs and two different streaming rigs. It happened. Couldn't figure it out. It would always happen. Those tech support streams were great. I didn't think they were very great. You've never had that issue? Come to the AMD side. Ryzen is fantastic. I got news for you. That might be what's in this machine right now. AMD Ryzen 9 3900X 12-core processor 3.80 gigahertz. AMD Ryzen 9 3900X. That's what's in this machine right now. And it happens. It's so minor that most people don't notice. Most people don't catch it. And sometimes it doesn't even go into the stream. If I do like a little spin test, I'll stand in the game and spin my character around. I'll sometimes see micro stutters and then I go watch it on my phone and they're not there. And sometimes they are. It's really weird. What do you use in in code? I use a CPU. Again, I can literally just click on a video. I can watch a video in OBS. I'm sorry, I can watch a video in Chrome. 
I can watch a video in Windows Media Player. Anytime there is like movement on the screen in a video, there are micro stutters. It doesn't matter what system I'm on. It doesn't matter what software I run. It doesn't matter if I'm encoding, recording or not. It just happens. Time you playing Greek? Uh, probably around one. That's typically when we've been we've been switching gears. YouTube's bugging. You can't see the video while typing. That's weird. membership go? Yeah, I don't know. A couple of people this week said they had to update their payment. Their payment, um, and it didn't renewed. Consider the issue isn't Windows 10, but your monitor. We tried four different monitor combinations. Not the monitor. friend who's seriously defending Force Awakens? I, I defend Force Awakens to a certain point. I don't defend it very ardently, but I defend it to, to a certain point. What's good to men's? East Coast Overlord coming back in and doing a Tier 2. Guys, don't forget Tier 2 just got a bunch of new stuff. They can do video game voting in the Discord. I miss being here more often. We miss having you guys around more often, man. A lot of the mods can't... They're not... They're very busy. Friend is the right word, that's right. Did you try putting blinker fluid in it? (laughs) 
I upgraded tier two, but it shows me as a tier one. It shows you as a tier one in the Discord. You can't tell what tier you are in YouTube chat. Or are you going to your subscriptions and it says that? looks great you look good Lono thank you Demins me and Madam spent a long time getting it to look right no nothing's overclocked Gilly uh uh telling Murph Dog, the issue is the encoder, the decoder, the codec. It's compressing and decompressing data is causing hitches. The codecs we have were built in the 90s and the 2000s, and they don't fully support modern hardware. <clears throat> Using an AMD GPU currently for streaming? No, I don't, I don't encode with the GPU. I know NVENCs come a long way, but medium processing on a CPU is, is, is still, in my mind, really good. Especially when you get into some faster-moving areas and stuff in games. Like, for this broadcast, it doesn't really matter. I'm just sitting here mostly stationary. But, but, for fast-moving games, medium, medium encoding on the CPU is really good. <clears throat> it really helps with a lot of that stuff. Uh, do, 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 do. We gotta get. Hey, a lot of people joined the uh, the Discord today. That's good to see. East Coast Overlord with a $15 tip in Super Chat. You catch me without membership again, I owe you a beer. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, Hang on. Alright. We gotta create this stream for Greek Memories of Azure. Uh, I know people were wanting me to potentially jump into like Avengers today uh, as like a replay. But we're not doing that. We are not doing that. I know that is a first-time Tuesday vote you guys can vote on. And uh, more than likely, uh, it's going to get picked. 
because people want to see, you know, me go and play something uh, <laughs> um, like that, that, you know, I've never played before. That's the first time Tuesdays is for. It's literally designed for you guys to do that. Like, vote on something that I skipped over. Uh, and that's definitely one that I uh, that I skipped over. Uh, we never played that one. I just it got it got so shredded, and at the time we were primarily covering uh, covering Destiny, so it just it didn't uh, it didn't happen. Uh, we'll set this for twelve fifty. Uh, done. On a side note, your streams have always been of a high caliber. Never noticed the judder. You've really got to be watching for it. I just eventually gave up. You have to be actively like eyes glued to the stream to catch it, right? And if sometimes you it, you'll be like, was that it, or was that just YouTube being YouTube, or your phone being phone, whatever? Cordal Bullock with a twenty dollar tip. You gonna play the new Avengers update? More than likely, that will end up being something that gets played um, in the future as a first-time Tuesday. But I'm not playing it today, no. It really makes it hard to trust 30's thoughts on games with how much he loves that one. There are people here that really like the game. Uh, Eugene, they and, and they say they're like they know the game is flawed, they know the game is bad, but they can't help but enjoy the uh, the gameplay loop. They just love the little gameplay loop. So I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to hold that against people. You know, I I felt the same way about Anthem. You know, everybody just absolutely, um, just ripped that game to shreds and I was like I actually like it because <laughs> I did I thought the content loop in Anthem uh, I thought it was enjoyable um, I did I thought it was I thought it was a good time and so uh, I don't know he loves it but he craps on it too yeah I would imagine Mike's not very kind to that game um, I would imagine that he's not very kind to that game so, the new streaming flow of, like, scheduling a stream, like, I'm so glad that they changed it and made it more streamlined, but it's not it's not freaking saving anything. It's only saving the description and the title. Like, it didn't save my thumb or anything. So, I'm having to go back in after the fact. And... <laughs> that is annoying. I, I gotta make sure and double-check this every time now, because that'll really hurt... That'll really hurt a video if it doesn't have any of that stuff loaded in. Um, uh, there. Uh, okay. Now let's check the home channel and see if it's listed. There it is! It might be interesting to see if GPU encoding would fix your problem. It won't fix the problem, Akuta Papa, because the stutters happen in other software. 
it I don't even have to be streaming and it happens. I can be playing a video in Chrome, a video in Windows Media Player. I used XSplit. Anytime video was on the screen, there were periodically little micro stutters. It's not like an encoding thing. It's not an OBS thing. It's just anytime window is dis- Windows is displaying a video, there's an opportunity for it to do it. It it is super weird. Super super weird. Six ninety nine from Ikagang. Ikagang. Thank you so much, Ikagang, for six ninety nine. We appreciate the tip through super chat. Thank you for supporting the channel. Uh, Lord of Time says, Flair or Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Flair or Hogan? I grew up under Hogan, man. Everybody, everybody cheered for uh, Hogan. Oh, another one came in. Another six ninety nine from Ikagang. Thank you so much, Ikagang. I appreciate it uh, very, very much. Yeah, Polarin, I'm not putting your question up on the board. I mean, you gotta. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> Number one, I've, I've, I don't, I don't promote that company anymore and I don't promote the frames I've I've crossed out their little their little logo so even if anybody's like paying attention you can't see their logo anymore um we uh we uh we're we're looking into ways to get the other frames to not be so reflected uh I'll sh- I'll show you when I'm this close um we're hesitant to put these on because they're just so reflected and it like we feel like it I don't know we feel like it doesn't look this works against what we've built we've built a really really clean scene we've built a really really nice thing and then I throw these on and I, I don't know I feel like this works against what we're going for so we're looking into um, how to get these to be less reflective like finding a company or something where I can mail them the frames and say hey um, we want these lenses to be less reflective you know what I mean it's just I don't know I, I think this looks good these for whatever reason are less reflective um, can be a security risk I, I almost I never pull anything up like that um I never pull anything up like that, so... Uh... Yeah. I don't have to worry about that. We're just, we're just thinking through that, like... Um... I like working with blue blocks, but like... We're trying to convince a lot of these companies to let us use a code... Instead. Um... Because the blue blocks glasses are great. I actually think the lenses are of a better quality than these. These scratch very easily. Even though they're comfortable and I like them, they scratch very easily. I think the other lenses are a higher quality. And, uh... But, the danger is that with the reflected ones, it just makes it look bad on stream. You know what I mean? No, nothing happened with blue blocks. It's just... You, you, if you use the command and the code, I get credit, but you have to use the link in chat. Displate is the same way. Displate is the same way. You have to use the link in chat. And we're trying to convince these companies, like, 
give us a code that people can use and just track and pay off of the code. More than likely, this is my this is my theory. I think a lot of these sites they have to build like an extra system to track that. Like the reference code just generates a tracking and then you get credit and you get the commission, right? And so it's a lot easier to tell you this is what I do with 80s tees. Go to 80stees.com, use code LONO for 30% off. You don't have to use a special link. I can say that, I can push that, and it's really, really simple. Especially for people watching the past broadcast. But for people watching, I'm, you know, the past broadcast, and I'm like, yeah, use the command, please click the reference link. Like, it just complicates it, you know what I mean? We the People says, Family and I have been hard times for a while, but as soon as we climb out, I'll continue to support my monetary support. feel terrible. Uh, just doing what we have to do right now. Dude, we the people don't ever feel bad about that, man. You take you I, I know what it's like to cut spending because because it you know tough times, man. What's the difference if you have your own code than using their code? You tried calling a local optometrist? Yeah, we called one and they said they couldn't do it. They're like just down the road. We'll have to call some others. So the URL link is likely linked to an affiliate system while the checkout code is more of a coupon system if that makes any sense that actually makes perfect sense and that's exactly what it is so a bunch of people used my code at blue blocks and I didn't get credit because you, we didn't have the link in chat I was just sending people to blueblocks.com and saying yeah use code LONO so you got your savings and I didn't get credit so I was just kind of like well that's you know that's a bit of a headache it's also a harder sell like t-shirts and disc plates are cool you know Glasses aren't necessarily something lots of people want to order online. It's not something that you really need. It's not an impulse buy. You're like, well, my glasses are fine, right? So we're not we're not going to be moving moving glasses that much. So I didn't want to degrade the stream quality with really reflected lenses just to promote, you know, something that isn't. It's not quite as popular as the cool T-shirts and the displays. You know what I'm saying? No, having my own code, it doesn't that doesn't matter, Brendan. No. As long as I get credit, that's all that matters. So 80 grit will decrease the glare. <laughs> what do you mean 80 grit? Like taking sandpaper to the glasses? Um Yeah, I thought about that. Is there just something I can spray on them? <laughs> like go to a hardware store and get something and just like spray it on there. Uh yeah, it doesn't matter to me. There, it's just easier. Uh, it's just easier to be like, "Hey, go to this website and use this code." Control Freak is that way. Go to Control Freak, use code Lono, get a discount, and it supports me. You know. You mean sandpaper? Yeah. Yeah, just grind them down. Just get a belt sander. <laughs> I look for spray on Amazon. Nope. Yeah, I did. All you end up with. Um, uh, all you end up with on Amazon when you search for it is uh, anti-fog spray. That's all. That's all you can ever find is anti-fogging spray, not anti-glare. Anti-glare is something they literally do to the lens itself when they make it. You know? So. It's kind of a bummer. Now, the only thing I could do is go to a local place and say, hey, can you replicate this? Do you have frames like this? Can you make lenses like this that are red? And can you and can you do 
you know, anti-glare on them. So that I could be wearing them and promoting blue blocks, even though they would be like a like a replicate. It, it would be a replication. It wouldn't be the the genuine article. You know what I mean? How many sponsors is that now? Five. Uh, 80s Tees was the first. So 80s Tees, Displate, Control Freak, Blue Blocks, and then yeah, the, and the toothbrush. Yeah, five. Yeah. Yeah, just some black spray paint. <laughs> I mean, we could do some things in the studio that would help. I could move lights. I could turn the brightness on my monitors down. But I don't want to do all that just to wear a pair of glasses. You know what I mean? Um, I would reach out to them and get something with the sunglasses. More people would buy sunglasses to wear around and rep you. Uh, that buy new prescription glasses that would even need them. Oh yeah, we're still we're, we we're still partnering with them barrier, but nobody ever used the code. Uh, that the, the puzzle the puzzle place whatever it was. We don't really promote them anymore because it just wasn't. It just didn't work. Like I think like loot crate could be really good. You know, loot crate could be good because I could open up a monthly loot crate and show you all the cool stuff. And you guys know me, I love t-shirts. Um, but. Loot crate's really, really weird. You have to have like a they're they work with people that are teeny tiny. And then when you try to go and like talk to them, they act like you have to have a gigantic channel. I'm like, I've seen some of the size channels you work with. Like, what the frick? Like, I saw a guy partner with them opening boxes and he was streaming to like 60 people. I was like, dude, I ain't trying to throw shade, but like what the frick? Who do you know? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, yeah, that you give me a monthly giveaway to give to somebody a code so they can get a month they can get a free loot crate and i'll open up a loot crate on on stream you know what i'm saying i, I don't know i was surprised that they they didn't work with literally everyone all you got to do is send me a monthly deadpool loot crate people would freaking love it you know what i mean just do what you do with the coffee coffee or try to partner with zenny i don't know who i don't know what zenny is <clears throat> I mean, I, I'm not going to get into glasses distribution. I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> the coffee's nice because we get it made, it gets shipped to me, and then I send it on to you guys, you know? Um, hang on just a second. Let me get this set up for redirect so that we actually... Um, okay. Add redirect. Got there. Bubble. Surprised they didn't do it uh, with a crap ton of the D2 streamers with the Destiny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't distribute anything, that's all madam. Oh, you know what I mean. Mm. Mm. I thought for certain there would be a company or a service out there where I could just like send them the glasses you know what I mean like hey dude, I need anti-glare on these and they'd pop the lenses out and do something to them you know to make them anti-glare I would assume there could be something they could do like a, a sheen on the front of it some kind of a matte spray thing to just cut down the reflection I, I thought that would be a thing 
My wife looked. She couldn't find anything. She All you can find are websites that are like, when you get your glasses, ask your glasses, like ask your optometrist or wherever you are, ask them about it, and they can do it when they order the frames. I'm like, so why can't I walk in and say, here's my frames. I will literally pay you a fee to ship these off and have it done. Like, send it to wherever you get the glasses from. But more than likely, they're just not set up to do it because there's probably no demand. You know what I mean? Do you not have a large change? I called a large chain, like Dr. Beiser's. I called them and was like, is that something I can come in and do? And then she's, she's like, let me check. She came back and she said no. I mean, for all intents and purposes, she could have just been like, I don't want to answer this guy's question and put me on hold and picked it back up. You know what I mean? You have to etch the glass for that effect. They need to be made that way. Huh. No procedures in place. They can't take liability for your glasses. Well, you'd have me sign something, but that makes sense to bear because then they have to have like a legal document that I'm signing. You know what I mean? Um, I think they look good, though it uh, it render thought it a render. Honestly, are you talking about the stuff behind me? Yeah, a lot of people think that that's fake. It must be something they add during the process. Yeah, I, that's the only thing I can think is it's it's like it's literally something they do to the to it when they're making the the lenses or something when they're cutting them out or whatever they actually do something to the glasses. They do have really cool sunglasses though over there at uh, at Blue Blocks. So I mean, I could definitely say, hey, you know, the glasses just don't look good on stream. They're too reflective. Is there anything we can do? I could email them and say, look, I mean. If you want, we could maybe do a pair of sunglasses that I promote every once in a while, and I can definitely wear the glasses in, like, pictures for Instagram and, you know, little videos and stuff, but I can't wear them for a four-hour stream where it looks, it looks, it's, it breaks the immersion, you know? When I went back and watched this video on YouTube yesterday, I was like, that looks just, it just looks so good. It looks so clean and so crisp. And the last thing I want to do is add, like, a weird, like, like reflective sheen to interfere with you know you know looking at the camera and stuff and they don't they don't seem to offer that on the blue blocks website it's a rare request you know it's a unique thing to make a request for like hey love your glasses they look super cool can i get some anti you know, can I get some anti-glare or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Zenny has that as an option when you buy the glasses there, but it's an additional manufacturing step. So is Zenny? Do they do blue? Are they like a blue? Uh, a blue light blocking place Zenny Optical Zenny Optical oh they're just an eyewear distributor so they're not specifically in in the blue blocks like the blue light blocking business they just do they just do glasses I'm sure you can get blue block blue light blocking glasses there so mm. 
The market for sunglasses is also much bigger than blue light. Uh, I wear sunglasses every day. Sometimes I wear my blue light glasses to work. Yeah. Yeah. I get anti-glare for Zoom meetings now since they're so common. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Zoom meetings are are way more common than they used to. Uh, Zenny is unbelievably cheap distributor. That's their thing. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a good fit for for what we do here. I love the idea of having like really really cool glasses, you know, like bam, look how dope these look, yellow and red and everything else. But, you know, it uh it's just one of those things we didn't know until they showed up. And I think it was different when I was smaller in the screen and we were in a different scene, but when we set this scene up and I put them on and took a couple pictures, I was like, I can't stand the way that it looks. How hard is it to get how hard it is to get non-polarized sunglasses? Yeah, like car heads up displays and digital displays look super weird when you have on um, polarized sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. HyperX makes blue blocking glasses too? Oh, they do. The headphone company. Hmm. Um, Under certain conditions, it is possible to apply an anti-reflective coating on lenses or a pair of eyeglasses that have already been purchased. However, it is not recommended and there are certain factors. It may cost more after the fact than if the anti-reflecting coating had been applied at the time of the manufacture of the lens. Uh, within a time window guarantee, it may be possible to upgrade the lens to the original price because the lens has been exposed to skin oils and is not factory fresh. The coating may not adhere well. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. I've never, I've never checked any of HyperX's stuff. I don't know. Um, the other thing you'd really want though is you'd want them um, uh, uh, you'd want you'd want to be able to get the anti-reflectant put on it if that's even possible you know what I mean um, as opposed to the situation we're in now is we got these super dope glasses and then you they're they look they look terrible on stream because they're all they're all reflective um, products so I wear yeah oh I like those red frames too they got some good frames dependable blue light protection crystal clear lenses clear anti-reflective lenses provide true vivid colors to deliver the intended gaming experience um yeah yeah they look really nice and they're they're saying they're anti-reflectant so we could maybe talk to them you know and say hey we tried working with us at the company but we just we can't we can't put it on screen it just looks awful you know Mm-mm. Polarized sunglasses are amazing for fishing. You can literally see into the water. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. I didn't know it would affect your ability to look into the water. That's neat. 
Um, Old Sunderway School. I'm here now. Miss anything? No, it was a solid day. It was a solid day, creature. We're talking about why I'm not wearing the blue blocks because it just looks so poor. And we found out HyperX does blue light blocking glasses that are automatically anti-reflectant. So we may need to be, you know, we may have to talk to somebody else. I mean, I could always reach out to blue blocks and say, hey, look, you know, this isn't going to work because because they're not anti-reflectant. Like the glasses are super dope. But is there anything you guys can do? I don't think there is. I don't think they offer it. Um, so, unless they're unless the standard blue blocks frames are anti uh, are anti glare because they do have the standard, and I don't have their standard blue light ones. Um, I don't think it doesn't describe it here. It doesn't say. It just says our advance make it easier. Worn during the day. Filter down blue light and eliminate glare, which reduces digital eye strain. It says that the regular ones do reduce glare. So maybe it's just that the red and the yellow. Let me see what the yellow says. Yep. I think that might be the problem. We might need to get a pair from them that are the normal kind. Like this. Like the non the non-tinted. Um we I just thought the red was so clean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh That's why we did it. We're like, oh man, red will look so clean on stream. You know, it'll be, you know, kind of a Tony Stark vibe, but they're super, super reflective. Um, so I'll send them an email. Just ask like, hey, is your, are your standard glasses? Are they very much, are they anti-glare? Cause like we need something we can wear on stream. Like I want to promote the product. I want to promote you guys, but I can't do it if I look, if it looks terrible, you know? And like Gilly is saying, we could also promote the fact that they have sunglasses because that's, you know, that's more that's more likely to get people to care. Like, yeah, sunglasses are cool. <laughs> that was such a big factor with the with the ones that I'm wearing, like the, the ease of that clip on the ease of that 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 snap on magnet. It was such a that was such a good that was such a good feature. <clears throat> people do be collecting sunglasses big true yeah and with the popularity like and 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 lasik being more common yeah 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 you might also be able to finally ditch your Astro A50s. Yeah, there's a couple companies we're trying to talk to about potentially working and doing like a mouse, you know, mouse keyboard headphone hardware partner. We would love that. There's a couple companies we're talking to. So, because we think that'd be a good fit, you know, especially when you have like a really cool scene, you know, I'm not wearing headphones right now. Like, I'm. Why, again, why would I do that? <laughs> I'll wear them when I play a game because that's what I got, but 
I'm not going to wear them in the main show and promote the product. You know what I mean? My problem is I have to buy non-polarized. I work with iPads in my truck, and once I start uh, flight training, I need them so I can see screens on the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's something Zubair was talking about, needing that non-polarized lens. Um, okay. Give me one second. Uh, I'm going to run upstairs really, really quickly. Don't go anywhere. We still got more stuff planned for today. And make sure you hit like, subscribe. And again, we appreciate all the new folks in the Discord, especially those of you that have upgraded to Tier 2, taking advantage of that for video game voting. And uh, Tier 1s also, every, every tier should be in the Discord, because that's where you can connect and play games with people if you're one to play any of the new games coming out or existing games. So give me one second. Uh, I'll be right back. Okay, let us, let us get prepared to shift gears here. Let us get prepared to shift gears. Mm -hmm. 
And I hope you guys enjoyed today. I've enjoyed today. We've enjoyed all the upgrades to the stream, obviously. Uh, We also enjoy when you guys uh, get to contribute and influence what we're doing, which is what video game voting is is, is designed for. And one of the things we do in the afternoons is we play a game. We do gameplay in the afternoons. And today, we will be checking out Greek Memories of Azure. We did get a code for this. And so, we uh, we do something called Live Redirect. It doesn't always work perfectly, uh, but we do a Live Redirect. I'll give you a link in the chat just in case Live Redirect doesn't work or if you need to go back to the main page you can do that and it'll be the featured video so on your way out press like Uh, when we do gameplay if you come hang out for 20 or 30 minutes that's super helpful to us we appreciate that very very much thank you to everybody who took the poll we can end the poll results today seeing 73% prefer modern shooters over the uh, over the world war era so we greatly appreciate that If you can hear my voice right now and you're still here, a thousand votes on the poll with a 73% voting for modern shooters. And uh, we don't want that to play. There we go. So thank you for doing that. Click the link in chat. It's also a pinned link. And I'll see you guys over in the gameplay stream. We're staying on this channel. It's just a new stream. Okay. And it should bring you along for the ride. Uh, If not, there's a link in chat. We appreciate those of you that support the gameplay in the afternoons. It's a huge support for the channel. And uh, I'll see you guys over there. 